0: Blog
1: Talk Radio Welcome to Thursday night at the
2: Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink
3: Open Mic Poetry
2: Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I am very excited to be here with you guys tonight. I posted earlier that, you know, my soul's ready for this with you guys. I mean, you'd have to understand how to, today's like one of those surreal days, right? You know, the, I posted in there that waiting, waiting to hear you guys tonight. I looked for you know that feeling you get when you listen to an acoustic guitar. Well, that's a feeling I've had all day, waiting to be able to spend this time with you. And and it just it's funny how a day will develop the cause and effect, the chain of events, and things like that are really important to pay attention to in life. Because it makes for good poetry, or at least for good memories. (laughs) But you know, I start out today, and and it actually started out a week ago. A lot of people in my neighborhood uh, are kind of cloistered in their houses, or working from home, staying with their kids, laid-off work, all that stuff. And I have this a ton of books, and I mean, I'm talking a ton of books. I'm like a book hoarder. (laughs) Um, And I thought, you know, and I've been I've been paring them down and and making packages for people. you know, that I, with books I know that they would enjoy. But then I thought about the people in the neighborhood. And so last week I, knowing what I knew about my neighbors, you know, would be it little or a lot, went over and left a little pile of books on their front porch. So while they were cloistered in their homes, they would have like this surprise. And today when I went out on my porch, I was welcomed with a care package and, someone and I'm not sure I think I kind of know who it is but you know you you never <laughs> be too sure but in it was a bottle of homemade straw or homemade watermelon wine and a homemade bottle of honey mead and some homemade bread and a couple of little things in there and there's a little <laughs> a little jar with some weed in it and I'm thinking oh that would be interesting I could not even imagine getting high and trying to do this show and, yes, I got high in high school. Don't judge me. Um, but, yeah, so I'm looking at that thinking, yeah, okay, no. <laughs> but it was really cool coming out and finding that on my porch, you know, and it started with a book. So it's just been this, you know, this, the whole watermelon wine thing. I mean, how much more oh, hometown, I mean, that, that the, the words watermelon wine just evokes that incredible hometown feel and vision and tangible taste in your mouth you know, small town America. And, and the day has been like really awesome. It's like bless, blustery is an awesome word, but it's been real blustery. Windy today and blustery and the trees are moving and dancing and you can hear the, the leaves rustling. And if you ever sit and stand very still and pay attention, all the trees have a different song. They all have a different noise. And if you concentrate, you can tell what the leaves rustling through this tree sound like and once and ones over there, what they sound like, because they're going to be different, you know, and so you can get to where you can recognize them, and you can close your eyes, and you can tell what trees are where by the, the song of their leaves, so it's really cool, so it's just one of those perfect windy days, and it's like 67 out, and it's sunny, sunny with like these big fluffy clouds, and the air smells like lilacs, and, and fresh-turned earth, and piles of, some, some pi- somebody's burning a, a pile of grass, and we're just far enough away that it makes the smell. The air is just like this, this cocktail of all these amazing, tantalizing smells, you know, and you can tell the season's changing. It's such an alive feeling, you know. And then I get this thing with, with watermelon wine in it. So while I am doing the show with you tonight, I am drinking a glass of this watermelon wine. It just seemed very, very appropriate for the evening. And uh, so ah, I am very excited, very excited to be here. With you guys tonight, I want to give you the phone number real quick, just in case you would like to call in and read and share something with us, or if you would like to just call in and listen via your telephone. The number is six four six five nine five three nine six five. That's six four six five nine five three nine six five. If you'd like to call in and listen, or like to call in and come on the air and talk with us for a bit, share a poem. I have some announcements and stuff to get to do before we get going. If you're interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, uh, I, and I've got a couple of tracks to play, so I'm going to go through some of this quickly. I'm going to try to so I have time to play both those tracks before we get started. But anyway, if you want to put together a writer's workshop with this, shoot me a message. Facebook would be the easiest. If I'm not on your contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, and I can get, you set up we can pre-record these do them live anywhere half hour three hours depending on how much time you need and uh just let me know what you want to put together and we can go from there it'll be awesome okay next thing is i want to thank our sponsors it's really important that i make sure that they are i oh, don't know what i do with the list oh my gosh i sound like like noreen oh no what in the heck did i do with that Seriously. It was just like right here and it's gone now. That's crazy. Where's my list of sponsors? I can't do this without my list of sponsors. Where'd you guys go? I'm serious, you guys. It like completely disappeared. It was was sitting right here. Right here next to this paper, like on top of it. Intentionally put it on top of it. Okay, I'm kind of creeped out right now. Anyway, so I don't have that list to read, and it is quite a long list. I want to thank all of you who stepped up to the plate and helped sponsor the show this year, cover our 2020 broadcasting license so we can be with you every week. Um, it just really means a lot, and you guys know who it is that donated. I promise I will have the list ready for next week. <laughs> I know it's here somewhere. I swear to God, it's here somewhere. Anyway... Uh, Just appreciate you guys on behalf of all of us, all of us here at the Speakeasy community. We thank you. What I'm going to do next is I'm going to go over your writing prompts, exercises, assignments, those type of things. We always do that. If you ever get stuck one night and you don't know what to write about, just tune into the first 15 minutes of any of our shows. And you will be able to listen to, have pen and paper ready and and, uh, you'll be good to go. We'll be giving you ideas and prompts and all that good stuff. So the ones that I am going to do this week have your notebook out, pen, paper. I'm trying to stall enough to give you time if you got to have your if you got to have your notebook out. So the first thing that I'm going to give you is your journal assignment. And your journal assignment is one-on-one time. It's meant to it's it's not for popular consumption. You guys will laugh at that when I say it. Not for popular consumption. You'll understand it later in the show. Why that's funny. Um, It's not for popular consumption. It's just meant for you guys to share some one-on-one time with your brain, get intimate. No one's ever going to see this but you. It doesn't matter what you write, just write. So what I've been doing is for the year, what I want you to do in your journal, and that's why I said, you know, I want them in there because I don't want them to be, I don't want you to be tempted to share them. Your journal is not to share things out of. All right. But I want you to write a haiku every day for 365 days starting today. If you miss a day, I don't care. Pick it up, brush off the dirt, keep going, start the next day, start back up. 365 days. At the end of those 365 days, you're going to have a whole bunch of haikus. You're going to be able to go through them, pick about anywhere between 32 and 60 of them, and you'll have a haiku book ready to publish. And it'll keep you writing every day. So just, it's a good thing to do. This is a way for you to explore those poetic hiccups. Like sometimes I'll think of a really abstract line in my head And I always have a notebook with me. So I'll grab it and I'll write it down. Because if I don't, 10 minutes from now, I'm not going to remember it exactly as it was. Actually, let's be realistic. A minute from now, I'm not going to remember exactly what it was. I won't be able to quote it back to you word for word. And five minutes from now, it's going to be completely gone. And if I don't write them down, I forget them. And that's why it's really important to do that. So, you know, even if you have those little poetic hiccups, write them down. You can turn them into a haiku later. You only need 17 syllables. You'll be good to go. So, yeah, write a haiku every day for the next year starting today. And then the next thing I've been giving you is for your journal assignment uh, is ramblings, you know, of a, a, a anchor to start with something to set your pen to paper and write down, and then when you write it down, you just keep going, you keep writing, you don't stop. For and it's just free writing, whatever spills out of your head, write it down. I don't care how abstract and unconnected it is to the thought before, just write them down, <laughs> okay? So, but this is your starter line. I want you, and we were doing just you know randomly made up lines, but we've been doing the last couple of weeks, we've been doing uh. Your starting line is a sentence out of one of the top, the first line out of some of the top books, top novels ever written, the greatest novels ever written. So I've been borrowing first lines out of novels for for your starting line. So at the top of the page, I want you to write down the sentence. I write this sitting in the kitchen sink. I write this sitting in the kitchen sink. So write that at the top of the page and I write this sitting in the kitchen sink and blah, 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 blah. Just keep going Write for 10 minutes. This is uh, Dodie Smith. I capture the castle written in 1948. First line out of that book. So yeah, I write this sitting in the kitchen sink. Next, I'm going to give you your writing exercise. The writing exercise is a little bit different than your your Zen time with your journal, your one on one, you know, home time writing exercise is meant to push you out of your comfort zone it's meant to make you run and sweat and pant and and push and it's supposed to there's supposed to be a burn a little bit of pain maybe you know but it's only when we step out of our comfort zones that we grow so it's important to do these exercises that stretch our imaginations make us write in a way we normally wouldn't do things we normally wouldn't do because all of those things make us a stronger writer your writing exercises i gave you one for the year And writing exercises are not always about writing. Sometimes it's about doing because you have to have input in order to have output, right? You hear me say that? Pound that into your head until, you know, it's a dead dog. You know, just just, I I will never let that go. I have to remind you that all the time. But anyway, you have to have input in order to have output. So go out. I want you to, for your writing exercise for the year, go out and do things that surprise yourself, something you've never done before. You know, do something in a way that you've never done. It Go somewhere you've never been something you've wanted to do since you were a kid, you know, or something, you know, just think about it. And, you know, while I normally suggest that you do these alone, these play dates alone by yourself, you could sometimes break the rules and like ask, ask to go with a friend once all this social distancing stuff is down and it'll be good for your friendship, but ask, to go with a friend on one of their adventures like what are they into that you're not like LARPing your reenactment stuff um, a powwow a car show doesn't matter ask them to go along with them on one of their adventures and then pay attention to them how they interact how they talk about something that excites them something they're passionate about watch the people around them watch how people interact with the things that they are there to explore all of this is going to be references for you to pull from. You know, when you're trying to write something, because if you don't have other people's experiences, you're only ever or reactions. You're only ever going to be able to write about your own. Yeah, so it's really important to watch things, watch people, watch how they react, how they interact with their surroundings, how they talk, how they are excited, their comfort level, their body posture, all of that stuff. So yeah. That would be fun, too. Go on someone else's adventure once in a while. Push outside of your comfort zones. That's just so important. So go explore, play, discover all that good stuff. Now, your writing exercise for the week. We have been doing writing two scenarios, and I'm trying to kind of get you to grow, climb out of your brain. And, and the, the, the general philosophy behind this is, you know, I'm trying to get you away from thinking that every single time you sit down, you have to write a poem because you're a poet, right? And there's all this pressure. Oh my God, I have to write a poem because so-and-so has posted three poems today and I haven't posted any. And if I don't post something, people are going to forget about me. And you know this whole pressure, social media, having to have output, 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 output. How do you keep up? How do you do that? I I don't do that. Uh, so it's it's to try to kind of slow your brain down and make you realize that every single time you sit down to write, you don't have to write a poem. And in doing this, in slowing down, And taking that that girdle off your brain, allows you to just go and write about something. And later on, you can go back into there, the fun of finding the palm inside of it. But think of all the extra material you're going to have. Right? So... Get you away from writing poetry. This instead, I would like you to do, take this uh, exercise and I want you to write it in the form of like a short story or a narrative prose or a letter or something, you know, ongoing and uh, like that. Just not a poem. (laughs) All right. So I don't want you to overthink it. It's a little bit more concentration than doing a free write because you're trying to actually think of the story. But don't overthink it. You know, you can take it in a direction. If you don't like it, just put a line through the paper and keep going because you can always go back to that other part if you decide you liked it better in the end. All right, so just, yeah, just remember you're not always just a poet right outside of your label. The scenario that I'm going to give you this week to write about is I want you to write a story about someone who finds the meaning of life in some unexpected place or some unexpected thing. Write a story about someone who finds the meaning of life in an unexpected place or thing and really take creative license with this, with the direction you go. I mean, maybe writing to it, like what if you were to write to it several times and what if what you wrote was through like the perspective of a camera lens and each click was a snippet of, different people finding the meanings of life in different places and things. And what could the overall message be in writing it that way? You know, like, like flash. flash, Maybe you could write about it in the eyes of an object, like something someone picks up, something that's picked up, you know, who all come to the same realization, the same meaning of life, but through their, for their own reasons. You know, what is the object? Why does it provoke such revelation? Just play with it. Play with your words. You know, have fun with your tasks and they in turn will have fun with you and explore them, make messy. All right. So now again, write a story about someone who finds the meaning of life in an unexpected place or thing. Now writing exercise number two, pick apart a prompt. And we kind of talk about this, but this is seriously not meant to write a poem at all. I want you to realize that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is more important than what you write. So instead of the knee jerk reaction, I'm going to write a poem about spring and it's all fluffy bunnies and daffodils or hay fever. Okay. Those easy knee jerk reactions spring, what do you think of? Boom. I really want you to pick apart the whatever it is and think of all the different things it could be. Look at all the different prisms. Hold it up to the light differently. You know, think of all the things it could become. And then start writing those down, make a list, writing them down. So the pick apart a part prompt is, you ready? Dun, dun, dun. Forgotten dirt road. Forgotten dirt road page. And then start a list of all the thoughts and ideas and directions you could take that prompt. You know, think of it, of all the ways it could be used as a metaphor or the things it could stand in for. All the different things it could become the face of the voice, or even the shadow of. All right. Forgotten dirt road. Forgotten dirt road. And really stretch finding those ideas till your brain hurts. <laughs> now, prompts. Now that I've just totally told you no poems, no poems, no poems, now I'm going to tell you poems. The prompt is like a seed planted. It's meant to grow, and it's meant to grow into a poem. With that said, can be the title of the poem, it can be a line used in the poem, or it can be the general concept of the poem. So there's three prompts, write your paper, write on the paper, one, two, three, one, two, three. Number one, the first prompt, all the gods, all the gods. Number two, wrap me in darkness wrap and number three feeding on rituals feeding on rituals so one all the gods two wrap me in darkness and three feeding on rituals next and lastly we have the that's my line borrowed poetry prompt and this is a line from a poem read by one of you poets last week so as you're reading tonight I'm going to be listening to you, and I'm going to steal one of your guys' lines, and that will become our prompt for next week. I hmm, wonder who it will be. The one that I chose for last week is was a line from a piece Stanley Phillips shared with us, and it's called Ignorance, or the, the line is, prompt is, both of those were correct, by the way, <laughs> line and prompt really, really got me when I heard it. Ignorance and privilege So thank you Stanley Phillips for that Prompt that's my line borrowed poetry prompt, and maybe it'll be yours next Week all right with all that said you guys I am done with all of that if you happen to Miss anything or I confused you or whatever Don't worry about it you can go Back to the archives of the show Once we are done broadcasting tonight And be able to Grab that prompt Or any of them and write Them down then so not to worry If you happen to miss them I am going to play an audio track for you next. Now it is, you guys are going to have to bear with me because it is the first show of the year. And I is my, I have to um, per my agreement with you guys, because I never read on here and you got mad at me. I The compromise was that I would read something the first of the year or first, first month, first week out of every month. Ugh. See, you wonder why you let me talk. I don't even know why you guys let me talk, but I'm glad that you do. <laughs> um, so the first week of every month, I share a piece of my own, either read something or record something. And while I was, this whole surreal, beautiful day I've had, I, I happen, and here comes the ties all the way back into the beginning of the show. I was listening to some music on YouTube today, and I have this friend, um, he does, he's a composer, uh, his, he calls himself for Popular Consumption. For popular consumption, I've got his link up on my Facebook page right now. So if you would like to check him out and check his music out, go over and click on that link, it'll take you to one of his albums on YouTube. And it's just amazing. For me, you know, there's something, some people love hearing a piano. You know, for me, it's bass instruments or string instruments like a violin or acoustic guitar or or a cello. Oh, my God, a cello that curls my toes, um, you know, or a, or a pounding bass. You know, those those are what get under my skin. for some reason, just that very primal, those are very primal sounds, you know, very clear, very concise, very clean individual sounds you know, without anything else polluting them. And for me, that's something that really gets to me so when i this music, when I hear him it it really speaks deeper inside of me than say m c Hammer <laughs> and it makes me want to write and so I've been listening to this all day long, so it's just like, like this whole surreal hippie day for me. I'm telling you guys it's just been cool, but I've got his one of his albums up on the my Facebook page so you can check him out. But what I was going to share, and it's going to be a little different, I'm going to hurry because one of these, I don't know if I'm going to play the whole thing. The first thing I'm going to play is seven minutes, just so you know. So if you guys have to run pee, okay, (laughs) now's the time to do it. And then I'm going to play a real short piece two minutes after that. The reason I wanted to share this is because I was listening to him today, listening to his music, and then I thought about how I'm always talking to you guys about collaborating with each other. And you never know who's going to be listening or who's going to be inspired by what you read or anything else, something else. And so I I wanted to share this with you tonight because it's a perfect example of that happening. So he came over, he was listening to one of my recorded pieces, and he heard a line. Just like me grabbing that, that's my line poetry prompt. He heard a line in one of my pieces, and he sent me an email and asked me if he could take that recording and steal a line off of it and incorporate it into something he was writing with another singer. And so when you hear this, no, it is not me singing. (laughs) It's just my weird little robotic voice. Um, But he took that line and used it in something he was created, creating because he was inspired by it, you know, and then it also shows what you can do. And I didn't even ask him what line. I just told him, yes, do whatever you want with it, because I didn't want to, whatever it was he saw in his head, I wanted to see it too. I wanted him to create it so I could see what I inspired in him. It's a really neat thing when that, when that happens. Um, and maybe I'll close the show, remind me and I'll close the show with a piece that ties into this story. Something piece of music that somebody wrote while they listened to you guys one night. So anyway, this is a piece by FPC for popular consumption. It's called, can you feel it? And I may cut this a little bit short. I'm not sure. Um, it is very long. It's i i I'll try to, I'll be trying to be quick. <laughs> um, Can You Feel It? Here you go. All right. That was FPC with, can you feel it? And he, there was actually three lines. Actually, there was one word, which was dreams. The line, it's the mornings that are the hardest and the line empty now. Those are the only things he used out of this recording that he had of mine that I gave him. He took those off my recording. Those are the only words that he used. And he, that's what hearing that, that's what stuck out to him was dreams and empty now and it's the mornings are the hardest that's what he chose out of this piece to create this music and this and i cannot lie to you guys i have to tell you you need to go check him out because he is incredible his music there's something that is so there's such a raw passion the way he composes you know it's it brings out it like taps into that feral part of me and i I swear to god if i were to have like a sexy sexy time soundtrack you know, where I clap my hands and the lights go dim and the shades roll down and the little mirror ball starts going in circles and the round bed lifts from the floor, you know, that type of thing. His music would be the soundtrack for my sexy, sexy room time stuff. Cause it just, to me that it's just, I don't know. It just connects with me on that passionate level. So I had to play the whole thing. Absolutely adore him. Check him out. YouTube, check him out. If you want to jump on my page, there's one of his albums, that uh that you can listen to the entire thing and i believe you can download and purchase that from there as well if you are interested so incredible now i played that because i'm the, the going back into full circle again i'm have to read or play something on mine at the beginning for a show of every month and so i'm going to play this piece that he heard i sent him the recording to listen to because we did that a lot we would send stuff back and forth and you know play it out with each other um but this is the poem that he heard that made him those lines and create something new with it. So this is where that originated from, you know, the whole cause and effect. You don't know who's going to hear you. You don't know how you're going to touch them. You don't know what you how you're going to inspire them or what it could grow into. And this is one of those chances I actually got to find that out. And it was awesome. So this is a poem he heard. This is my reading for the first of the month. Here you go, guys.
2: Walls never silent. It's the mornings that are the hardest. Walking by the closed door. The room empty now of the bed where you used to dream. I try not to go in there. You are still too thick in the air. On walls never silent, every kiss has become a shadow that prints still warm all whispering reminders. Echoes of poetry float aimlessly searching, painfully unfinished. Stars I used to cling to have turned to cheap plastic on the ceiling, crowded by fingerprints of fingertips that used to be my universe. Your mark left behind from where you had to retrieve me. I still smell your skin. The inhale of it lies too light on my tongue, too heavy on my heart. And everything, everything is stained with this. I want to open the door and see you there. I want to make love to the sound of your breathing again. You never knew I used to watch you sleeping. The mornings were mine. And I was free to paint on your eyelids, your still lips, on warm skin and open palms, all the secrets I never told you. I never hid my love from you then. They were mine, sweet, endless moments. And in those moments, I was a
0: stranger.
1: Okay. So that was mine. Walls never silent. And I thought it was kind of cool to share that because that's what he heard that inspired something new. And I'm going to close the show with a track that someone who is not a poet at all. In fact, it was my insurance agent who happened to see the invite I post on my page. And he thought, well, what is this Nyla doing? And clicked on it and happened to sit there and listen to the entire show. And unbeknownst to me, he was just like, amazing musician in his in his you know not suit and he sent me the track and told me that he you know told me the story so i think i'll close the show with that because i just think it's all a nice tie-in all right now if you want to send your audio track in if you are recording artists and you would like to send your audio track in to us you can do that by emailing it to me at the speakeasy cafe the word that is in the title the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com Make sure you put audio track, MP3 files, something like that in the subject line. We can get that uploaded to the show's library and play it for the world. All right. If you were on hold tonight, this is what you can expect. First of all, I'd like to give you the number again if you would like to call in. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. We do take callers in the order that you call in. So if you are on hold, please listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on the air, it's very important, please, to introduce yourself. Let everybody know who's reading. Make sure your name is attached to your work. Right now, you can read two poems. If it gets too busy later on in the show and I need to change that back to one, I will let you know. And if that happens on your call, please forgive me. Right now, you're good to go at two. When you're done reading, please make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to come find you, listen to you. You know, what if what the first time I ever heard some or hear their music, hear their 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 compositions, you know, and I knew no, I had no idea how to find them. You know, it's important that people know how to find you. So give your URL. Then when you're coming on, when you're choosing what you're going to share, please remember that we have a mature rating. So that means you can read just about anything you want to, with the exception of adult porn poems. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Other than that, you guys are good to go. So let's go ahead and take our first caller. I'm going to go ahead and give you the first three, the first couple callers, so you kind of know where you are and how quickly you'll be coming up. We have area code 540734219. Followed by 216. And then 407, you are not in the lineup. If you're here just listening tonight, appreciate you being here. Thank you. Hope you enjoy the show. And if you change your mind at any time, you can press one and that will put you in the lineup. And I know it's okay to bring you on. So if you're here just hanging out and listening, love you. Appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Let's go ahead and grab 540. 540, you are on the air.
4: Hey, it's the old Church down in Virginia. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing awesome sweetheart. How are you doing?
4: Oh, I'm doing pretty good. fair to midland actually.
1: <laughs> it is so good to hear from you. everything going well
4: uh, yeah. Uh, yeah i enjoyed uh i i liked your poetry i uh, always enjoy uh hearing hearing it so uh that was very, very nice. Thank you uh, I'm blushing oh. <laughs> uh, I uh, um, I got I got one poem tonight. Now I, I guess the, the thing is, what? I, yeah, but it's i, I mean, it's, I'm I've been kind of wrestling with this. Um, you know, out of the hundreds and hundreds of poems that I've written, I can count on one hand the ones that I would say are masterpieces. You know. Mhm. I think we. Before this is one of them. I may have actually have even done this on the show before some years ago. I can't remember, but because of everything that's kind of going on now, I wanted to to to, uh,
3: to read it tonight.
4: But you know, a poet that re- kind of to me anyway, a poet that reveals their metaphors, that explains what their metaphors are about, is kind of like a magician. Revealing its secrets. <laughs> mhm. You, you catch what I mean there?
1: I know so, exactly uh, what you mean. So I don't want to, you know,
4: but it's important to me that that uh, the, anybody listening to me read this poem here in a minute understands that this is not a dark poem, and that this is a, a poem that really it's got a lot of. Uh, Metaphorical messages about different things But I want you to uh, If you would To focus on love And uh, I'm going to go ahead And and read it This is uh, a poem that I Wrote uh, Dedicated to the uh, Crew of the Kursk submarine uh, That uh, It was a Soviet Union submarine That uh, 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 the entire crew was killed in an accident back in the 80s, and uh, the, uh, uh, the the 20-some survivors all huddled in one final compartment, uh, the ninth compartment of that sub, and that's unfortunately where they died. So this is titled the ninth compartment. The saga from the Barents was born south of the Arctic Sea, spawned by war, cold and forlorn, mad as madness can be. Some perished, answering duties called a rift of fortune and fame. Cursed, valiant crew forwent all, yet few remember their name. 500 feet long, with 60 at the beam, 18,000 tons of displacement deemed manned by 118 billeted team, this pride of the Red Fleet, like a trophy gleamed. Then the grim reaper in his Stygian way cocked his head, whilst the timekeeper set the doomsday clock and said, "'Mourn aloud, you weepers, for time is hanging by a thread. "'All but a score and three, in the ninth compartment be dead. "'A young Captain-Lieutenant logged the names as proof of life. "'Then, in that cold, dark ninth compartment, he wrote his wife. "'Nobly inscribing words of consolation,' For the grief she'd bear, all twenty-three men faced their fate, wanting none to despair. Beckoning to life's terrible math, for every moment is wasted that with love isn't fought. Reckoning due strife's crucible of wrath, every work is mere rubbish which in love is not wrought. If smitten when feeble shadows belie the facade, and for undiscovered shore our hearts meant, Is written, Be still and know that he is God. We all are entombed in the ninth compartment. In poem.
1: Wow. That was absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you. You are so welcome. I can, I can, I can see, I can see why you consider that your masterpiece.
4: Well, there's a there's a lot of little there's a lot of little tricks and stuff in that that poem, uh, and I made a really great video of it. But uh, like in the beginning, when I talk about a war that was mad, as mad as can be. The word is M. Period A. Period D. Period M A D. M-A-D, mutually Assured Destruction. Yeah, you know, things like that. So you got to catch those kind of things when you read it. But I think the most important thing for me is this. I wanted to ask a question. And uh, I use this poem to do it. And like I said, there are some other things in this poem that I addressed, and I, I'm not going to go into those. I'd, I'd love for people to see if they can discover them themselves. But this one I'm going to reveal, and that is in the most terrible circumstance that we might find ourselves in, can love be there in that moment, in that place and time? You know, And I, I would even go as far as to say, can art be there? Can poetry be there? But certainly, can love be there? And, and, you know,
5: I don't know what love is.
4: I don't think love is an emotion. You know, love is something very special, and it's something that we can have even in the, the darkest moment that can never be taken from us. And that's what I was trying to convey with this poem.
1: I think you did that very well, my dear.
4: All righty. Well, I'm going to get off here and give somebody else a chance at it.
1: Well, baby, and before you take Philippe off, to- yeah, go oh. ahead.
4: Oh, I'm just saying I'm Philip Church. You can catch me on Facebook send me a friend request or look me up on uh, Amazon.com, and you can see what books I've got out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they're go- you guys, be sure to go check them out. There are several, and they're amazing. All right, baby, thank you so much. I will talk to you this week.
6: Oh, okay. All
4: right. And uh I'll talk to you all then until then y'all stay safe and have a have a good one.
1: You too, sweetheart. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. That was Mr. Philip Church. We are going to take area code. Seven three four next. Seven three four you are with me, I think. I hope.
6: Hi.
7: Hello,
1: Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing, honey?
7: Good. It's George Wiley. I'm um, doing fine. Just trying to wait for spring weather to come to uh, the southern part of Michigan.
2: But, oh, you uh, would
1: love it to here today. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
7: We have, Is it still uh, snowy have, there? Not, you know, it doesn't. It it, there actually is a little bit of slight snow in the forecast, if you can believe it, a couple days from now. It's hit and miss. I may not hit us because, you know, flowers are coming up and everything the green grass. I mean, everything is pretty spring-like, but it's, um, you know, I it's still not that T-shirt, work in the garden, wipe your brow kind of day I like. And
1: so, <laughs> That's um, what I've been doing all week.
7: Oh, I am. I have to wear like a coat to go out in the garden. but
1: um, Half the time, I don't even put pants on. Wow. Did I just say that in my own voice? I have a really high fence. I have like this eight-foot wooden fence going around my thing. And and when I'm at home, I'm comfortable. I just run around in a T-shirt, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. you. I feel so much closer to you guys now sharing that. (laughs) (laughs)
7: Just don't. Just remember to not to close the, or to close the gate when you're working in the over the garden.
0: Yeah.
7: <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the um, I have um, two another. Um, one of them is a little bit. Um, oh, it's about to, you know it's about the condition we're in or can be in uh in this this terrible plague, and the other one's a little bit lighter. This one is called uh, Mori. It's um, Latin for they die alone It is subtraction without addition A lose-lose proposition Under the plague they bear the weight Of infirmity and age Sully The family is turned away All hopes crumbling From the worst of ironies Just when they want to say goodbye They cannot Else they may transfer their death to others. The outgoing death toll adds up in tears, and the cars buzz past the nursing home, splashing rain on the sign. A reminiscence of times long gone, we turn our lives within our song. Our stories hardly ring a bell. To youthful minds, it's hard to sell. So on we mutter without a voice, our sorrow is summed up on a card left in the lobby. To make to spark a meager choice. The dignity of age is gone and in his place, Lemori. And a peace.
1: Incredible. <laughs> you you sir are the master weaver of words.
6: Oh
7: thank
1: you. Uh, You're very you welcome.
7: I have, I, 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 yeah, I guess I, I don't have to explain. I shouldn't have to explain the, the motivation, but um, the, you know, one of the things that stri- strikes me about this whole thing is those nursing homes. I mean, they, they can't even say goodbye to their next of kin. You know, they, isn't, you know, of all the times, you know, that they, they, are they, you know, they can't have funeral. I mean, this thing is just. It's it's vicious in that aspect because it's it's sort of a, the sad irony just when you need to finally say goodbye you can't say goodbye.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: So uh, that to me hasn't happened in my family or anything. But when I hear about that, I just groan, you know, because I think about um, you know, you're by not seeing your loved one, you are actually helping them survive because you're not passing on the germ. But, mm-hmm. um, but so, so that's the sad irony is like, uh, I love you by not being with you. I love you most by not being with you, but that doesn't take care of the grieving process. You know, it just takes care of the, the rationale, you know, so anyway, that, that strikes me as one of the, one of the more big sides of this thing. And, it's hard, uh, I'm sure it's it's there's hard when
1: you want to be hurting. with somebody and can't be with them. And yeah.
7: Yeah, it just, it yeah, the, the, you know, the people suffer, the people who have to sit home and get on the phone with us uh, and to find out from some some night clerk that your your parent or somebody has just died.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because you
7: can't go over there. Mm-mm. It has to be almost as bad, almost as bad as, you know, the, the sergeant in uniform at the door of World War II saying, are you Mrs. With Anderson, it. you know. hmm Yeah.
1: Te- telegram. Funny from the war yeah, office. That, oh,
7: you know, this um that was just almost like, you know, the the site was the Grim the Grim Reaper kind of thing. you saw that car official car pull up there, person in uniform. And uh um so and in some ways this is worse. But anyway, I will go on to my my other one. It's a spring poem short. Tulips in the rain. He stared out the window at the few passers by, then glanced back at the letter in his hands. There was never a chance to say goodbye to her. The plague was so heartless. It robbed him of r- rationale. It ripped away the flowers and songs and hugs. It relentless its relentless wiping away of lives unanswered. Just near his window a robin poked about. By their by the fence, there were tulips in the rain. They needed no masks or gloves, at least yet, and a piece. Wow. I guess that wasn't very uplifting, but
0: <laughs> 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 this, is about, this is about tulips.
1: <laughs> but, yes. Man, those were hard for me to so, hear. I mean, they were they were amazing, but. Yeah, there, there's some really, some some real hard truths right there.
0: Yeah, yeah.
7: It's uh, I think we're living through a time that um, we're gonna look back and and you know try to figure out, wow, was it really? You know, I mean, it was a whirlwind of, not you know, we weren't busy, but it was a whirlwind of emotions and 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 sometimes hardship and terrible news, daily terrible news. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, trying to find humor in a body. I've done some humor about this stuff too, because I'm sick all about that stuff. But at the same time, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think we're going to re-examine what did we do. One of the things that us writer's poets, or whatever we want to call ourselves, is what's happening to me is I thought, oh, I'm going to be home for weeks. Um, I get to write just poems. Ha! I don't know about you and your other, maybe your other poets that call in tonight could could tell you, but I'm not finding myself any more productive. And I I don't know what that is. is. I do find myself a little more depressed, you know, staring at windows and staring at walls once in a while or wondering, um, you know, or wondering what did I just do with this day? How did I? What? How did I waste it? But um, anyway, I haven't been more productive. Even though I thought this was a perfect opportunity, you know, um, I had an empty calendar at our house. You don't even, you know, I was kidding, my wife. Uh, the only thing on our calendar is trash day. <laughs> we know we have no life when the only thing on your calendar is trash day.
1: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the excitement is trying to remember if it's recycling or yard debris. Oh, yes!
7: The biggest decision of your day is: Are they taking recyclables today? Then <laughs> 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 you know you are, you've lost your life. <laughs> yeah. As we knew it.
1: <laughs> oh, that's too but funny.
7: It is. Okay, well, I'm going to step over. And uh, wait for some other callers.
1: Tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart.
7: Oh, yeah. Um, I have a Facebook post called George Wiley Writes. Um, It's a page on Facebook. I have a book um, on uh, Amazon called Why Did I Remain in the Garden? And I'm in some anthologies and such. That's about it.
1: Perfect. All right, sweetheart. And we will talk to you next week.
7: I hope so. Thank you. Take care.
1: All right, bye bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air.
5: David, how are you doing? This is Brother Old speaking. I'm calling in from East Chicago, Indiana. Uh, how are you doing?
1: I am doing absolutely wonderful, sweetheart. It is wonderful, incredible to hear from you. How's everything going?
5: Oh, good, good, pretty good.
1: What did you bring for us tonight?
5: Uh, since, uh, <clears throat> since Mother's Day is a Sunday, I have this poem called A Tribute to Single Mothers. This poem is dedicated to all the great single mothers everywhere in America. And this is my very special tribute to you on Mother's Day. Percy said that the job you do is extraordinary considering that you sometimes don't get any help from your children's fathers. I publicly give you a standing ovation, a round of applause to all the single mothers out there who are taking on the difficult challenges of raising their sons and daughters on your own without the presence of their fathers. To me, a real single mother is a very strong woman teaching her children the right values, and morals at home. Such the importance of having an education, so respectful respect for authority figures in themselves, having a relationship with God, and teaching them to make the right choices and decisions. I applaud a single mother's shy to be an independent one without having to depend on a the, on the brother whos who doesn't want to step up to the plate and handle his business, or a man who is robust and disgusted. I congratulate the single mother who was going to school working to make a better life for herself and the children. She made sure the children have what they need so they want for nothing. A real mother sets a good example for her kids to follow so that one day they can go on to achieve their dreams and make her proud. I get much time to respect the single mothers who pray and watch over their children daily because there are a lot of negative influences out here in this crazy world. She protested from her all her harm and danger, and watches who is around them constantly. A real mother doesn't have men coming in and out of a house like a revolving door. Not even drug dealers or sexual predators will approach the children because a real mother will lay her knife down for them. I much love and appreciation for single mothers who put their children first. Before a man of material possession, she understands that the children are the most precious gifts that God can bless her with, and she realizes that they can be never replaced, and every chance she gets, she should tell how much she loves them. I know it's a constant struggle at times, not the father around. I'm trying to encourage all the single mothers everywhere to keep on doing the great things that you are doing because all the sacrifices that you are making now will pay off in the end. My sisters... Tough times don't last always. Tough people always do, no matter how much the odds are, are stacked up against you. So I wrote this poem and show, show you that I appreciate all your sacrifices that you make. Every boy and girl does not have their father in their lives. And being the real backbone of our community, until the brothers decide to wake up to have their business, man up, and be become the provider's and heads of their families like God designed according to the divine plan. And Brother Oda David Miracle and Professor support. she said he wishes each and every one of you a happy Mother's Day in poem.
1: <laughs> As a single mom, I want you to know I appreciate that piece. Thank you so much, Brother O.
5: You're welcome, Nazar.
1: You're very, 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 very welcome for reading it. Very thanks. Thank you welcome. You're one of those you're both of those things.
5: Okay. <laughs> uh, now I appreciate your compliment.
1: You're very welcome, hunt. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come find you, get to know you and your work better.
5: Uh <clears throat> if you want to know more about my work and all the wonderful things I've been I'm doing, you can find me on Facebook on Omar My Brother Old is The easy way to connect with me just. Just uh, check out what I'm doing. I'm doing a lot of good things. And uh, as always, I appreciate your support every week on the Speakeasy Cafe. And uh, and let's continue to write those great poems and continue to share. Share what's on your heart every week. Thank you.
1: You're welcome, Hen. We appreciate you, too. We'll talk to you next week, okay?
5: Okay. Now, I'll talk to you next week.
1: <laughs> All right. Bye-bye, Hen. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you are on the air. 216, present and accounted for. <laughs> Hi, Mama. I wish you were here with and me because I know I'm you would daddy. absolutely love a glass of this homemade watermelon wine with me. We could sit in the backyard. Watermelon wine? Yeah. So one of my neighbors left the care package on my porch, and one of the things it was in, it was a bottle of homemade watermelon wine. And so I'm having watermelon wine while I sit and visit with you guys I tonight. Was, I,
6: was, I was wondering what was going on. You were just like on a roll.
2: <laughs> I've I've had like a half a glass. has nothing to do
6: with it. <laughs> That's okay. It got and it you pumping. You were like on a roll there. Oh,
1: Nyla, you're so much more fun when you're drinking. Please start drinking every time you do the show.
6: (laughs) And and on a roll. It's like in your own little world, but you were just inviting us in periodically. uh, uh, I have no idea where I've been. Yeah, I know it's something, though. You know, I know my child, so I knew (laughs)
1: something was every day. Nyla, <laughs> but I promise I did not smoke the pot that was in there, you guys. I swear to God, I did not. Just in case you're wondering, no, I did not. Okay, go ahead, mama. Wait a minute, Pod. yeah, there was a bottle of strawberry wine, homemade her homemade watermelon wine. There was a bottle of honey mead, a little tiny container with some weed in it, some homemade bread, Whoa. and yeah. All because I left a a, is, a book care package on their porch the week prior, so in return I got I'm this. Neighbor. I know, right? <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> wow. No, no, I did. I did not get high before the show. Have in, these, in,
6: in these days, right? We all need <laughs> a neighbor like that. That's really cool. Exactly. <laughs> you, you dig the neighbor up for me. Now, if the right.
1: neighbor on the other side would just put a t bone steak and. A baked sweet potato on my porch—I'd be in heaven. <laughs> I'm so hungry.
6: <laughs> you don't know, want the wild animals to come and eat your food up while you don't know it's out there. So she has to ring the bell. Or you eat
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs> we know you out in the boondocks. So
1: small town Always America, yeah.
6: Here we go. Let me do this piece. I'm just trying to find something to do. Uh, I didn't pull up two pieces Um, I'm going to do Picky first Or did I do Picky last week? Mm -hmm. Go ahead Okay, I'm going to do Picky Um, I like a man that is funny um, about what he eats that he nourishes himself on the inside so that he is clean and wholesome on the outside. And there's nothing sexier than a picky man who acts funny about what goes into his mouth. That when he mounts you, his natural musk draws you closer. He never repels because he's the one whose breath smells clean and voider than he said it smells. And there's no wind of wild ox. Parts nearby was in your ear, so you know to keep him close, that you must also stay on your toes and do the same that well-groomed, well manicured dude is so picky. but remember, Mr. Picky also picked you because, like his food, he is picky about his woman too in
1: peace <laughs> you know chemistry is such an amazing thing it's such an unexplainable completely unique and individualized thing because for me an axe and he chops some wood and he comes in with that sweat that fresh sweat smell to me that's just like Wah. <laughs> you know I don't want him to be all, all you know
6: I know manicured. But this one was. All the rest of them weren't, but this one was. Mm-hmm. This one, so it this, made him stand out. One, yeah. Well, he was just, did not like dirt. Nowhere, no place, nothing. Nothing. Everything was just immaculate. And he did not like anything dirty. His food, everything he was, he just picky, real picky. It was funny. It was eccentric. <laughs> it was like really funny. But, um, <laughs> You know, the the other kind of guys are good too, but this one was just like I said, there was no wild artist bar nearby
1: when he was so funny. Mama, I love you so much.
6: You're welcome. Thank you. I love you too. Okay. Let me just find something that I don't ever get to read. How about wicked wicked words, man? Okay. I'll be Get word, man. People want you to be right, but not too right. My words are witty, but I am not that wicked witch because I'm not that wordy witch. I just write on this gizmo to be sure that I remember my flow. Take them attention, whores, because I'm old, but I'm still cold. A little haughty and naughty, but my words are lofty. I'm not a practice. I'm the real test. Checking your progress. So if you get stuck in the program, I'm about to scram. Don't mind a jam, but damn. That's the same tune you hummed in 72. Like you chanting for the rain in a hurricane. you looking for who to blame when you set out that fake bait to catch your fake intake. Take that. What did you expect to catch when you set out the last? Half? Man, the dumb shit is always the same. Hurt people, hurt people, their minds be teeny weeny. Khalil Gibran says people who be little be little. So I'll kill with my blunt. That's why I say I'm not a witch. I'm just blunt. And I don't gossip or hunt. I'm not looking for another fake stunt who needs the companionship to accompany their fake misery. And their misery adores company. Always wimpy. Woe is me. Fake all that fake. And now it's woe to all of we. My heart is breaking for that child that can't get out. And I pray for that he or she that can't get out. And not be used as bait to lure others into the den. A place where you can hold on to your sins and hold on to your pain and drag them around for fame. When the misery ceases, you go find it and sit in his lap. And that demon hits you with that dirty slap. pops your eyes out in a rap. Don't blame me, I guess. It's just Mama Daisy protecting people who don't want protection but need the affection, so they yield to temptation and plead insanity temporarily. That thing that happened at age three, they chased it and found it at 23 and kept it, dressed it provocatively, and at 33 became a cougar and at three disfranchising families and blaming society. Smooth operator. Now you're the perpetrator. See, my wisdom comes from the willingness to become, I said, my wisdom comes from the willingness to become involved, to evolve. I grow and move on to understand, but I find out firsthand. But first, I climbed down off the power of rubble. I had to stop dragging along my troubles like a dog with a chain. Fate to push up brah, Fate to fake care from some sick or dead chick boss this, fake that and you set a rat trap who wants to get caught in that? Just gonna catch a sap he's nasty he's Mr. Nasty on the side this and baby mamas and your proper wife he doesn't want the clean life and that fake shit he fights his dirty blank he reeks of it as he speaks of it, together, they disrespect the home front. Take that. In peace.
1: That was, I. you know, I could tell when you wrote that, that was one of those that grabbed a hold of you, and you just didn't stop writing until the flow was gone. I can really <laughs> tell that that carried you along as you wrote it. movement of thought throughout that piece was incredible.
6: Yeah, I get mad when people always. Now the whole world is low as me, you know. Now they they can't stand out anymore. <laughs> or, you know,
1: I, there's a piece anybody. that I wrote one time where there's a line in it that reads, "Don't lick the red off my rainbow." And the whole concept of that line is, I I am who I am. You know, don't lick the red off my rainbow because if you take that red out. It's going to change every hue. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Nothing is going to be the same. You can't take the red out of it and expect the other colors to stay the same. Everything changes. It gets muddy. You know, so I am as I am as I am. I'm sure that if I sat down with a psychologist within five seconds, he would slap six labels on me. And what happens when we get a label? We get an excuse. We get a scapegoat. We get a crutch. I'm this way because... Instead of saying, you know, uh, you know, God, I watched a movie at the end, this little kid was so cute. It says, I'm going to make me beautiful because I, I, I'll have to find the line. You know, I'm well, I'm going to be my fabulous is- because this is what God gave me to work with and this is what I'm working with. And it's fabulous, well, you know.
6: Thing, my thing is good, <laughs> like everybody that was always miserable and always complaining and always want to be the one that we have to give all the attention to because they're always fucked up. Now everybody's fucked up. So
1: that's Mm -hmm. what. Everybody. You could set anyone down in front and they would label them. And as soon as you get a label, you have a crutch. And it shouldn't be a crutch. None of us should have labels. You know, why? Why do you need need to put me neatly away in a box? Uh Uh-uh.
6: I'm talking about because of the coronavirus, we're all suffering. We're all in the house. We all can't visit like the other poet just said, he can't visit mm-hmm. the this this No, so like now, don't nobody want to hear that shit. We all miserable. We all yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so true. You know? <laughs> I'm not miserable though. I I will tell you what, I am absolutely not miserable. I am my own best friend, literally. Get, I'll, and I'll, have fun. <laughs>
6: I wouldn't be miserable either if I had some watermelon wine and, and, and a blunt. But, I mean, hey, I'm talking
1: about it. Yes, really, is really, what an awesome neighborhood, right? Where else besides Oregon do you get, you know, honey, mead, watermelon, wine, and then some pot show up on your doorstep from a random neighbor? Here's your care package, lady. You know what? They don't know me, but it's legal, so, you know, who cares? That's you care about somebody. Yep, that's
6: the way to do it. That's neighborly. Okay, baby. Um, you catch my drift, you know. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. that's about how I was feeling at the time, was before this happened. But now I had to tweak it, tweak it because now, like I said in the piece, nobody want to hear your misery And all the time. Every time you see somebody, the same person, they always got like a, a story, long story, long mm-hmm. sad, you know, always miserable. I mean, now everybody's miserable. So, you no, know, do what you got to do. You know, there's stuff that I,
1: I, I appreciate that piece so much because I am so not like that. You know, there's things that I've gone through in my life that you guys have absolutely no clue about. No. You know, and I could have came on and no. I could have said, oh, my God, this is going on with me and it's horrible and blah, 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 blah. But what purpose does that serve? You know, why should I put another shade of gray in someone's day? You guys don't need my gray. You know,
6: not not at this time. When we all okay, and you know, you need to talk to somebody, you pull the person to the side, and you know, and then you talk to them and you try to help them. But if every time you see that same person,
1: <laughs> <laughs> my oh, I was oh, God, I'm so glad I did not say that out loud. Oh. oh, that's one of those times I caught my tongue. That thank goodness. <laughs>
6: Anyway, I love you, baby girl. Enjoy yourself and um, on with the show. And as, as um, Philip would say, on to the next.
1: <laughs> we will talk to you again next week, Mama. Thank you so much for taking time to be here with us tonight. You're welcome. I love you. Bye-bye. I love you, too. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 984. I want to let, before I take 984, I want to let area code 407 and 757, both of you know that you are still not in the lineup. If either of you would like to come on the air, please press one. If you're here just listening, I appreciate it. Thank you. Enjoy the show. If you change your mind at any time, you can press one. Once again, that is 407 and 757. If you guys want to come on the air, press one at any time, and I will bring you on. All right, now our next caller comes from area code 984. 984, you're on the air. Somebody's
8: in a car. So you got my care package,
1: (laughs) Yeah, I did. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, and you are (laughs) high as
8: fuck, girl. You are high as fuck, I can tell, because I'm high as fuck, too. No, I seriously
1: am not. I seriously am not. I I can't
8: do it. I I seriously can't do it. I know a stoner when I hear a stoner, okay? And you, you, you are so different. In fact, I like you better like this. I mean, in fact, if you didn't, <laughs> if you, if you didn't smoke it, you probably just fuck. You inhaled the I'm, placebo, okay? I
1: am sitting and here like drinking a glass of, a, fuck. of homemade watermelon wine tonight. That's the only thing oh. different.
8: Well, with your little, your, your little tiny intoxicated. Uh, Intoxicated uh, level. Um, you're probably high as fuck too.
0: So. <laughs> Small girls,
8: uh, low intoxication levels. I know. Well, not all the time. I gotta take that one back. I had to think about that one for a minute.
1: I know. I've done some I'm real also... tiny, tiny girls who can drink a big boy <laughs> under the table.
8: I know. Seriously, I I've seen the happen before it's not pretty on either side <laughs> you know it's <laughs> crazy ah uh,
0: so what's so, going uh, on with you uh,
8: i mean like in dude, this is all just fucking ordinary to me cuz you know i got out of the fucking four walls situation a long time ago i've been prepping for this you know i just watched uh this movie the other night called contagion right and i don't want to get deep and deep and dark and shit like that because the piece i'm going to read tonight is uh is nowhere near what i'm going to discuss right now but there's a there's a line in there that goes uh it's a bad day to be a reese monkey <laughs> and that yeah. kind of sums everything <laughs> up
1: <laughs> oh my God, I, why am I laughing? I'm a horrible person. There's a special I'm corner ne- no, hell for but people like so me. It's so
8: fucking humorous. It's all, it was meant to be like static, fucking like, you know, corpse,al you know, like Gord Aldi, like, you know, death, you know, the, the Grim Reapers
0: coming. <laughs> it's a
8: bad day to be a Reese Monkey, you know, but it's so fucking funny because it kind of is. You know, I mean, you know, what do you do? You know what's real, and then you know. You know what you know, and you know it's like the thing I, I kind of abide by is like uh, the whole truth is found in half truths, but you got to fucking write them both, you know. And uh, I don't know. I'm done with (laughs) that subject.
1: (laughs) So, what what are your
8: thoughts? What are your? uh, I can hear you typing.
1: I can multitask.
0: Actually, I I was
1: answering Mama because Mama said, um, no, you do not sound high as fuck.
0: (laughs) She was just letting me know. Uh, Mama's got
1: my back.
8: (laughs) Give give Mama a smiley smiley face for me, okay? Because I'm not on a a keyboard.
1: (laughs) She's listening to you. She's got you.
8: So... So come on, girl. Tell me your take uh, on all of this uh, stay-at-home stuff, and you know, I don't, I don't want to. I just, you know,
1: what really just, I, I don't like getting political because this isn't my platform; it's your guys's. You know, I'm just, I'm just your secretary that answers the phone. But I just, I cannot. The thing that gets me, weird things get me. You know, I, I see things from strange angles, I guess. But the thing that gets me is today when I was listening to. Mr. Trump talk about the, you know, the coronavirus and everything like that. He was saying that, saying that, you know, we have to get the country open. And someone said, you know, the country's not ready to be open. It's too soon. It's too early. And he, and you know, saying, you know, is, is the price of opening the country worth the price of the lives? And he said, well, you know, it's something along the lines of, you know, bad things are going to be happen. Really bad thing, things will happen to people, but. You know we can't let that stop us. So and 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 not once he's he ever I he, not once have I ever heard him show a bit of empathy or remorse or sorrow yeah. or comforting towards the people who have died. And that bothers me. It would bother me no matter who did it. But it really bothers me that you know instead of saying it's a terrible thing that this is happening, instead it's like saying you know send our soldiers out there. You know, us rich can't stay rich if those little peon workers aren't out there working. So send them out there. Yeah, we'll lose some workers, but there's five more waiting behind him. Okay, I'm done.
8: No need to be done, and it makes plenty of sense, actually. I mean, it, just, it surprises you kinda, me.
1: You know, the people who kinda, have the money to yeah. stay at home are staying at home. But send our workers back out there because it's the workers that make us money. You know, we we can't have our workers staying at home because when our workers are home our companies are not making good money. It's crazy.
8: There's some uh, there's some unrighteous shit going on undoubtedly, you know, out there.
1: And we're probably never be there. Able we to never people. know. We can just our exactly. opinions. You
8: know. know. Yeah, pretty much. And uh you actually uh you actually designed uh my repertoire for tonight. Um Listen, I understand this like uh stay your distant thing, I do it so well that, like, nobody knows where the fuck I am. Seriously. You can't find me. Unless unless I've told you where to find me, you can't come near me. And I go out uh, maybe two or three times a week. And it's not because I'm afraid to go out or I'm fearing the virus, even though I know it's real, Um, but because... I've been prepping for this shit. I saw it coming. That's what doing nothing is all about. You know? Remember that piece I wrote, Doing Nothing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you? That's what, that's what it's all about. And they fucking, they, they're trying to tantalize us with reversism. Like, oh, we'll make you do nothing. See how that works. You know? And they're willing to break the economy. But what they don't understand is that if we continue to stay home, Even if it wasn't a fucking virus, if we continue to stay home and do nothing, we'll break their bank.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what what I just said. They don't have expendable pawns going into their factories and working. They go broke. Yeah. So so it's okay to endanger our lives because we are replaceable. To me, that's the message he's telling me.
8: That's exactly what he's saying, you know, but there's another, and unfortunately the, 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 is this. When you're, it's like in that, in that piece, you know, the next revolution won't be in the, a revolution, you know, um, I forget how it goes. I don't even remember my own, my own shit, but, um, the next revolution won't be a revolution. It'll be us stopping the turning wheel. You know, yeah. so you if you leave us in the dark long enough, guess what, man? We don't. We're living to live in the lights. We'll become rats. We'll scurry. We'll go hunt food. We'll do whatever we got to do, and eventually, just by doing that, by doing nothing towards the, towards your plagiarism of fucking wealth and design and fashion and fucking aeronaut, yeah, whatever it is, you know, getting fucking Mars. I don't give a fuck what it is. Yeah. Know, you know, but, and I do I yeah. get both
1: sides of this, Glenn, because I you know, I, I my too. son I, my absolutely. son has three kids and and he got laid off work because of this and he's scared. I mean he's a grown ass man calling his mommy saying, Mommy, yeah. I'm scared You know, and so I understand the need for taking care of our families and getting back to work. And it's really sad that it's really sad because I understand him having to go for the same time. I understand he's going because the owner of that resort chain is going broke.
8: Yeah. You know, and you know, there some, are some, and there so are he's some, sending there my son back to work
1: where he's going to risk his life hour for dollars.
8: Yeah. There are some righteously small business owners that deserve all of And see, that's what I was kind of getting at was like, you know, if you keep, if you keep, If you keep this shit up, whatever it is, okay, there's numerous uh, analogies and fucking psychopathic conspiracies and whatever you want to detail it at, okay? There's numerous ones, okay? You can pick and choose from a fucking plutonium of fucking one to fucking a million, and something would be there, okay? So you never really know the truth, but it's like, you know, there are small business owners that that need – Government welfare right now rather than the big corporations like the airline industry for example. Okay, take that one that fucker should be closed They should just let those motherfuckers bomb. Okay number one um, Well, there's many reasons I'm not going to go into it, but number one, there's too many fucking airplanes in the air Anyway, that's why they're all sitting in fields and when you get fucking uh, Google fucking snaps of them. Okay, and you go what the fuck? I didn't realize we had that many planes flying in the air at one time and now they're all landed. When we see pictures of the of the vast yeah. airfields of planes that are just like literally stuck. They're not moving Wouldn't it be they're, cool you know,
1: to buy an airplane, buy one of these big jets, airplanes uh, or whatever they are, bet, and have I it, it and set down, thousand, Have it sit down I I on top of buy, a mountain and build a house in it. Yeah.
8: Yeah, that'd be cool as fuck
1: it would look like it uh, no, crashed it there, a, but then it's his luxury it a, home, you know. <laughs> a, tree a tree house. house. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: now I do sound like I'm sitting in Foreman's basement.
0: Wow. <laughs> uh,
8: you're crazy.
4: Yeah.
1: All right,
8: so
7: All
4: right.
8: you kinda of did you, you did mix me up, but I'm gonna do um I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this one first. Caught you walking home from Vaughn's in Van Nuys. Too late for a lady like you to be walking alone. Offer you a ride. You denied that you wanted it. Said, I'd rather walk alone to Santa Monica and be by myself. I didn't mean to press up on you. Had this driver drop me off on the next corner. You walking up on me, driving me crazy. That smile. Tell me a lot about you. The sudden smirk made me hurt. Thought we were going to get together. with only seconds left between us. You and those flat sandals, hip riding, those waist hip shorts. Distance gets shorter. I got one last word before you call nine one one. Don't. I'm every horror movie you've never been allowed to watch. I'm the one your daddy will forbid, the one your mama will go crazy over. I'm Freddy Krueger with a license to kill, but I'm on a sabbatical until the summer moon goes down. And just to show you, I ain't perfect. Here, take my razor blade. This is called razor <laughs> blade. My name is Glenn Still.
1: That was awesome. You posted that one on my page, so I got to read along with you as you were reading. Oh, it.
8: good. Yeah, good. Well, good. You know, I'll just leave it at that because I'm sure there's other people. You know, I'm uh, I'm always listening. So, been a pleasure.
1: It has been a pleasure, my dear. Thank you. Were you going to read a second yep. one?
8: No, I'm going to I'm going to pass. You know, because I you know coming off that, I want to I don't. I won't leave something down. You know, I, we all understand what's going on in some issue, some way, some fantasized whatever it is. You know, we all got our minds designed, and it's hurting everybody. That's all I can say. And you know, it's time to either well, it's time to fucking get used to hurt and dig in, or it's time to not get used to the hurt and reach out. And those are two questions that humanity hasn't solved within itself. That's why mm-hmm. I conflict, you know. But anyway.
1: You shared go. one that you wrote that I wanted to let you know I really, really enjoyed. Maybe you can read it for us next week. And that was Come With Emotion. I thought that was a great mm. piece, too. I like it.
8: All right. I'll do that. I you would want to do back. it now? Let me find it here. See, give me a minute. Oh, here we are. I think the visual on this piece really exemplifies the piece to the nth degree. Do you, mm-hmm. do you remember the pictorial on it?
1: Yeah, the four girls.
8: Yeah, well, they're the same girl, the emotion, you know, mm-hmm. which is expressed through, you know, uh, the camera, you know. Beautiful photography, by the way. Fucking well it done. Is. Yeah. Come with emotions. Tone up on skills. Deepen your heart. Feel God and the devil at the same time. Try not to assimilate with either. Come as a student. Teach me all you've got to give. Give me what's the best you've got. Don't forget to come with your emotions. I'll never say this is over unless I read your emotions tapping out. This is no fight. Take your gloves off. Throw them under the bed. Jump on top. Learn the to lesson by now or get schooled by another later. Come with your emotions. If you're broken, I can fix a little bit. After that, it might take a whole lot of love. Chill. Like looking up at the stars at night, watching Monarch fly to Canada. Ten generations of telling secrets, learned into each other, learning, leaning. It might take more than you've ever encountered. So come with emotions, risk, root, reward, whatever for the moment. Just remember, I can take a few of those, but lipid is not respectful, is not the number one universal key that opens the doors into locked parts. So come with emotion, but come like you've evolved.
1: I, there are just so many reasons. I absolutely love this piece, but this the... Part where it says, "Like looking up at the stars, watching monarchs fly to Canada, ten generations of telling secrets, leaning into each other, learning." It might take more than you've ever encountered. It's just that, just the whole, like looking up at the stars, watching monarchs fly to Canada. That that was that that part of it is really, really what hit me hard. Out of the whole piece, I just thought that was incredible. It was incredible. It was genius. I loved it. Yeah,
8: I appreciate that. Um, you know, you know who ran across me lately. Um, I know you're going to remember this. Is uh, and I, I don't mean to take up more time. In fact, I should get the hell off of here. But uh, you remember Bob Blanc, my producer for Ten K Poets. Mm-hmm. Remember, he did all of our musicals, productions, our spoken words, stuff like that. Well, yeah. he, kind of, he, he, he kind of came up because we had lost contact for a number of years, you know. and uh, But he's got a page on SoundCloud. And so if I'm going to promote anybody tonight, it's not going to be myself, okay. Even though I was involved in a lot of the production and, you know, the, the auspiciousness was like, you know, getting some kind of credit. I guess they call that a producer, you know? I didn't really do shit. All I, all I did was her hear something, and I went, you know, dude, we ought we we to put the stranglehold on this shit, man, because if we can wrap some music around this, it's going to be fucking fantastic. So the only person I want to promote is Beau Blount. B-O-L-U-O-N-T, and he's on SoundCloud, okay? And then you'll probably... Be able to well, you be able to listen to all of the 10K poet stuff. I think there's about I don't know seven seven articles on there, you know, but they're they're nothing like you've ever heard. They're they're just they're just fucking they they click, you know, Eat, and they're timeless. That's another thing. Is that every artist on there is timeless, you know? And I think that's um, I don't write poetry. I wrote, I write social commentary. So to me. Um, in doing so, I kind of have to make—I don't know. There's something in my mentality that says make this timeless, and that's what I think uh, a social commentary poet is like. Like, uh, you know, um, I wouldn't call Hemingway a social commentary poet, but I would call him social co- a social commentary by by all means, you know. But uh, at any rate, Bo Bo. B-L-O-U-N-T, Blunt on SoundCloud. Go check that out. Nala, I love you. Thank you for giving me some space.
1: <laughs> You're welcome, Glenn. It was good to talk to you tonight, honey. You too. Bye-bye, sweetheart. That was Glenn Still. You can find him. Just Google him. It's all over and think that, but he really is. And uh, 10K Poets, you can Google that as well. All right, Dex caller, area code 503. 503, you are on the air. Oh, is that me? It is you. Hi, sweetheart.
9: <laughs> hey, how are you, my friend? <laughs> I
1: am doing wonderful. It's good. good to hear from you.
9: Good. Everybody's safe, right? All you and your Everybody
1: up. is. Yeah, everybody's doing nice. good.
9: nice. Nice. I was digging through old boxes because I'm stuck in the house, and so there's nothing but to dig through old boxes. And of course, there's a lot of old writing journals I found, and I found one from the seventies. <laughs> I Isn't know that awesome? you're cringing. You're cringing. No,
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> It's, it's it's fun hey. finding old things like that I never throw away anything I write I've got boxes full of journals and spirals and things like that And napkins yeah, or, yeah. You know, envelopes Uh-huh,
9: napkins, <laughs> napkins. <laughs> I have some napkins
0: <laughs>
9: mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, yep, drunken and alone And start writing Uh-huh, And <laughs> yeah. I lost a lot of those to bartenders Although one of them actually Uh Pegged it up on a bulletin board for me. <laughs> John's poem. Yeah, all right.
0: All right. Well, so cool. anyway,
9: this poem, <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. It wasn't a very good poem. Uh, but, you know, it was about the time. Anyway, I uh, found this old piece of poetry, and uh, actually, the girl who wrote it, uh, her name was Debbie Henshaw. You may have met her back in the 70s. You may not have. Uh, but uh, she wrote a poem, and, and uh, her and I worked on it together to try and make it into a song. Okay? And uh, so uh, I guess I'm, I'm just kind of the co-writer. I'm not really the principal writer. Is that okay to read on your show? It is. Oh, good, good, good. All right. Well, I um, this lady passed away a year and a half ago uh, from AIDS, and uh, I just really wanted to do something, you know, that commemorated her because she was a, just a beautiful woman. All right. Ready. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right. Um, so she called this some kind of magic. All right. I wake up with dreams still clinging to my mind. Still groggy, I stumble over dragons and elves. I finally make it to the mirror, and you're standing there. I finally make it to the mirror, and you say, Step through the glass. Come on over. With some kind of magic, let me show you my world. I get dressed in confusion. I pull a witch from my pocket. Cast a spell, little one. And with that, she said, sit down, turn around, touch the ground, and listen. I comb my hair in that mirror, and you say, step through the glass. Come on over. Come on over. With some kind of magic, let me show you my world. I close the door behind me. The news says rain. I checked the mail, but all I got was this... Blue kitten. I wonder what they eat. I wish I had some breakfast. There you are again in that mirror, saying, Come on, over, over, over. I see a familiar, smiling face. Nice to see you again. The doorbell rings. My defenses go up. I had my kitten. <laughs> and you say, Step through the glass come on, over, 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 come on, some kind of magic, let me show you my world, through my laughter, I hear you say, pick up your kitten and come on over, you will be my king, I will be your queen, and with some kind of magic, we will all make it over, you know, metaphorically,
1: that could fit so many different things, so many different scenarios that would be, like someone fighting with mental illness, or somebody fighting with having to go out and adult that day, or someone who likes to get slipped into the fantasy of, of you know, who just wants to do nothing more than slip in the fantasy of her lover. Um, there's, there's so many different ways. That's the genius of that piece.
9: Because as the whole... Baby. Debbie was a genius, and probably all three of those definitions fit what she was talking about. She was a girl that was, um, do not get me wrong when I say it, that she spread herself wide over many, many different topics. Okay?
1: Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, oh, I I, I thought that up. was amazing. Oh, Thank okay. you for sharing that. <laughs>
9: Well, I just wanted to do something for her. It's sad that she passed, and I just learned about it. And I have a couple of different pieces by her, but that's the only one we worked on, collaborated on. So, anyway, I don't know what to say about it. I miss her.
1: Do you want to share another one, John?
9: Well, I don't know. What do you want me to share?
1: You have time. You can share one of yours, another one of hers, whatever you want to do.
9: I don't have another one of hers right at my fingertips. I wish I did. I have a couple of my own, but um, they're kind of old. I don't know. Probably already read them once or twice. (laughs) Are you trying to fill time? Are you trying to fill time? I am. (laughs) Oh, Okay. Well, hang on
1: a minute. uh, My
9: computer's up. I just got to get to the right place.
1: I am am having line Mm -hmm. issues right now. Was I being that obvious?
9: What do you mean, line issues? Does that mean that your line got tangled and you have to go to the wire? My lines are down. My
1: lines lines coming into the studio. Yeah, really. (laughs) The lines coming into the studio (laughs) are are down.
9: (laughs) All right, all right, all right. I'll find one here. Just hang on a minute. Uh, oh okay. there it is. Poems. you know well you know you got to go through all these you know different categories and stuff. Um, I was actually looking at another one that I thought was kind of be fun um, although I'd read it um, probably three years ago here. I don't know I mean you okay with that? I read yeah. something that I already read
1: there's people right. listening tonight that weren't here that long ago. So it's brand new for them. <laughs> every week every week it's brand new for somebody.
9: Aye, that's true. That is true. That is true. All right. Well, let's see here. I mean, there's plenty of weeks where I just simply listen to the show because I have nothing new to add to it. So if you don't mind something old, this is called swimming. Okay? All right. Swimming in circles inside of the sea as the sun sets. Will I ever be free? Inside of the sea, the sand shifts again. Will I ever be free to know my old friends? The sand shifts again, and again come the tears. To know my old friends an eternity of years. And again come the tears, while swimming around a. Eternity of years, but my love knows no bounds.
1: I loved that one. That was
4: awesome. <laughs> I really like that one too.
1: I kind that's, of got the awesome, yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Very good, my dear. <laughs>
9: No, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's hard to do alliteration without sounding coins.
1: <laughs> yes, it can be. But you have no okay. problems of even getting near that at all. Yeah.
9: <laughs> well, you know me and my traditional. Okay, so I had a question I wanted to ask since we have some time. Can I ask a question?
1: Mm hmm. Okay.
9: Um, Do you ever listen to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR?
1: I have no clue what that is. Is it something I should be doing?
9: I think so. Um, From 11 to 12 on Saturday mornings, NPR does this news quiz called Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and it's a comedy show, and it's really funny. Okay? comedians along with a couple of other people, and they do this thing. All right, but the last segment is always limericks. Um, and they do these <laughs> news-related limericks. And the, the calling person has to guess the last word of three limericks to win the prize of somebody's voice on their voicemail. So <laughs> you know how much I love my limericks. I do. You need to, oh, you need to hear this. It it is so funny uh, because it's all news related. So the limericks are written by some guy once a week. You know, he's got like four days to do this, and then they come up with these limericks, and then some contestant has to guess the last words. And of course, it's NPR. So how can
1: you go wrong? I wrote it down, John. I wrote it down. I will look that up. I'm sure they have archives
9: uh, too. Oh, sure, they've got podcast archives. Oh, yeah, you can, and they repeat at two o'clock on Sunday afternoon, so eleven o'clock on Saturday mornings, two o'clock on Sunday, if you're in Oregon. Uh, anyway, you should you should check it out. It, it is my my muse, you know. I mean, it's hilarious.
0: <laughs> they're
9: they're writing limericks about. Coronavirus and Donald Trump, and come on, you know those are funny things to talk about.
1: There's just so much there there's just so much there to work with,
9: well, yeah, yeah, I mean
1: that's all knew, I'm gonna say about you know? that,
9: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you can't just you know throw it out the door with the bath water,
0: no.
1: Um,
9: uh,
1: All right, John, you wanna tell people how they can visit with you, my darling?
9: Well sure. Um they can uh visit with me uh six feet away and uh don't get in the elevator with me. And um <laughs> you know <laughs> what, I'm over sixty, I'm I'm one of those worried guys. Huh. <laughs> you know how it is. I don't really do much of anything, but I am going to post this poem on my Facebook page because of my old high school girlfriend named Nancy. Um, Debbie was her best friend, so I want her to see the poem. So, yeah, boy, so weird to look through those things from 50 years ago, 40 years ago.
1: I know. That's why, you guys, you should write everything down and never throw away anything you write. Because it's pretty I awesome agree. to be able to do that.
9: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. If you didn't put it in a drawer 10 years ago and then pull it back out, you'd be amazed at what it looks like 10 years later. hmm You know? hmm Yeah. That's how I'm writing happy. goes. You know? I mean, I I, I have read things on your program And then turned around and, you know, revisited them and re-edited them. And I was like, oh, crap, i got to rewrite that. That
1: I'm always changing (laughs) something here, something there. Every single time I read something, there's very few things. There's only a couple things I've ever written that have stayed exactly as I wrote them. And some of them it's intentional, even with all their flaws, because it was a free write Uh and it needs to stay in that format. There's only a couple poems I've ever written where I've not changed a word. Like I could probably count them on half of a hand. Everything else, uh, you know, it, al- it always gets tweaked and played with and, and shaped. But you know, I never I never throw away the old version. So if you were to open up like a word file of mine, a poem on the computer, if you scrolled down, you would find the very original first version of it, and then all of its evolutions as you scrolled towards oh, the yeah. top. And I do that in my I journals, to too. Oh, sure,
9: sure. I, I used to write on a typewriter. And uh, so, you know, you'd cross out words with a pencil and write in new words mm-hmm. over the typewriting things. Okay, so I have crept uh, three and four versions of songs and poems that I've written, you know, just so I can go back and, and revisit them, you know. Um, and of course, using a typewriter gives you that ability to use pencil and even colored pencil to, you know, highlight things and move things around that mm-hmm. I find fascinating. Uh, most, most of the things I write take two to three weeks and three to four, you know, copy because I, I, I don't throw up well. <laughs> <laughs> when I throw up, it's a mess.
0: <laughs>
9: so I have to clean that up.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. It's like I always yeah. tell people: you know, just go out and make messy, and you know, spit it out on the table and sort it out later. You know, the the key yes. is just to get it out, get it all out at once.
9: Yeah, yeah. And one of my old poetry teachers used to tell me: if you haven't done three drafts, it's not good. And if you have done three drafts, put it in a box and wait a couple of days, and then pull it back out and present it to me.
1: Now that's why you I always know? like using the metaphor of you know when you free write just just follow it just you know, it's like taking the girdle off your brain and I always think about those Victorian women who are cinched up to like this twelve inch waist <laughs> and then taking that girdle off and then the four I pick, immediately picture the full voluptuous form of Isadora Duncan dan- dancing the, the dance of seven veils.
9: Oh, oh nice. <laughs> I love it. You know,
1: I, I would rather my I would rather my words be Isadora Duncan than be a tightly cinched girdle.
9: i uh, you and me both. Yeah. Although I've never worn a girdle, but I do understand <laughs> that the uh face mask is now. Yeah, the but new you were in
1: school you were my sister's you were my sister's boyfriend. You were in school during the seventies, so you know the tight fitting jeans. That's almost as bad.
9: Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Almost. Almost. <laughs> Although it was worse. It, it was worse if you had white bell bottoms and tried to go to Mount Tabor.
1: Which you did.
9: I know. And they always ended up with mud all over them.
1: And just because you ran around barefoot and they were too long. Oh, I mean,
9: that wasn't your fault. That was your sister's fault.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Those of you that don't know is is uh. My my older sister and and John used to be boyfriend and girlfriend in high school, and I was just little tiny kid sister, trying to tag along and keep up with them because I had the biggest crush on John. I did.
0: It's, it's the truth. Uh, yeah.
1: Playing that yeah, music and running around with it, your guitar, it. and curly red hair right. like Peter Frampton, and
9: yeah. And every time I you smelled it, you you ran away and. Um, I am getting more and more like Peter Frampton. My hairline is going away.
0: Although
9: during during, during this time of, you know, uh, having to stay inside, uh, I've actually got pretty long hair now. Yeah, I'm doing readings on uh, Facebook, so you can always tune in and see how my hair is doing.
1: Well, no one can go to the barber. I, like, called my hairdresser and tried to bribe her into coming over to my house. And she was was like, no way. Buy the box. (laughs) Like, "Shit, My hair will turn
0: orange.
1: So I decided I'm going to take Kool-Aid and dye all my hair pink. And then I don't have to worry about it.
5: (laughs) What do you not have to worry about?
1: It'll just turn all my hair pink. I'm not a natural blonde.
9: (laughs) You're gonna turn your hair pink while yeah. killer wasps are coming in <laughs> with <jello?
1: laughs> I'm oh, more worried yeah. about those freaking Go creepy hummingbirds. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Standing outside with pink hair, all those hummingbirds. I have I have nightmares about hummingbirds. Seriously, they're really? coming up and like sucking my eyeball juice. Yes, yeah, seriously, I hate hummingbirds. Oh no, they're, they they absolutely wow. freak me out. Yep. Wow stick it it'll beak up your most nose or did. something stick it in your ear and suck out your brain uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> and most they just hover
9: creeped out by owls or something
1: <laughs> no they, they hover at the window and stare at you and you know they're trying to like choose the most deli- delicacy orifice they can see wow Yuck. don't like them
9: you need to write a poem about that
1: <laughs> I did about moths <laughs> I'm
9: gonna you some homework. You write a poem about the scariness of hummingbirds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard the poem I wrote about moths? Nope,
9: nope, but uh, was it online or what?
1: I'm trying to see if I can find it real quick. It's real short, but it's, it's about how kids take things literally. Like when I was little, I would sit on the floor and my mom would say, Get away from the front door, the draft's going to get you. So I'd have to pick up my toys and get away from the front door. And then one time she wanted me to go outside and get something. And I just threw this absolute fit because the draft was going to get me. And I didn't know what in the heck of the draft was, but I knew it was something bad because she didn't want me sitting there. So it would get me. And now she's trying to set it out there, me out there and it was going to get me. And I was hysterical. I'm not going out there because the draft is going to get me. That's how kids
0: wow. don't
1: don't understand some things. You know, They just don't have the comprehension yet. And how kids take things absolutely literal. Right? Oh, yes.
9: Oh
0: yeah. So this, I'm gonna oh, read yeah. this
1: to you. It's it's the first show of the month, so okay. I can get away with reading something. Um, but I, I want to read you this because I think you'll think it's funny. But it's about that about mm-hmm. something that I it's it's not it's not um, hummingbirds, but it's about moths because I hate moths. And and butterflies, they're they're just they're like moths and drag. They're not fooling me. I don't like butterflies either. <laughs> 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 they're they're moths with way too much fashion sense. <laughs> I took right, my so son
9: to hiking once and, and, and butterflies descended upon him. Literally. And I'd lost uh, he my must brain. have had ten to twenty butterflies on him. As a four year old he was fascinating.
1: No. So yeah. anyway,
9: go ahead.
0: All right, your so, <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, sorry, I've got two collars on hold. Sorry, guys, so now you have to wait. No, I've got one. Two, yeah, two collars on hold.
9: No, you,
0: sorry.
1: Get,
9: you get one. You guys, you guys weren't here a second
1: ago. It. You guys weren't here a second ago. All right, anyway, so the poem's called Millers. You know what Millers are? Those great big huge mm-hmm. fat moths, right?
5: Mm-hmm. as
1: mm-hmm. big as your thumb. I down. am familiar. Okay, anyway, all right, so Millers. I remember thinking there were too many moths in the world. Those dive bombing, hair attacking kamikazes who somehow knew instinctively how badly I was frightened of them. My mother used to laugh whenever one would send me running in a panic. They're attracted to your inner light, she would say. So I would sit whenever I saw one, very still, eyes closed, thinking dim thoughts and staying away from, uh, staying away, staying as far away from bright ideas as I could. That's it. <laughs>
9: <laughs> when did when what year did you write that in?
1: I I wrote that probably five six years ago, but it was written no. about me being a little. And I remember my mom telling me the moths were because you know how moths try to attack you and shit. That's so scary. You can be sitting somewhere in the room and it doesn't matter. They're gonna dive bomb you. They do. They just like yeah. it's like you scream and throw your you know all of a sudden you look like a like a a. Uh, Karate person just go wow, 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 Get away from me. <laughs> Same thing if you walk into that a only, spider web. wow, wow, wow You're turning into this instant. That,
9: instant only, person. that only happened to you because you're such a bright light.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, she used to tell me they're attracted to your inner light. So I literally thought there was a light in me. And so I would see <laughs> a moth and I would seriously sit there and squeeze my eyes shut and cover my ears <laughs> and not open my mouth. And put my head down so the night wouldn't be coming out my nose. I seriously thought there was a light the moth could see, and that's why it attacked me. So that's what that poem's about is how kids take things literally.
9: <laughs> I, 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 love the, I love the verse, but you do have to realize there is a light coming out of you now. We need to let others. Are other you telling me that I need...
1: fart rainbows? Is that where this is going?
9: Uh, I'm not going to go to the unicorn thing, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not where rainbow ice cream comes
1: from. No, 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 no. Oh, God, I remember that. No.
6: Uh-huh,
0: yeah.
9: but
6: you are I know the one exactly with the what you're garden, talking
9: about. But you I are am? the one with moon gardens, which means you attract moths. Actually, I never even thought about that. Yeah, yeah. The nice I do have a moon garden. I oh, it was beautiful. I hope you still have it. I've seen a few pictures.
1: Well, I'm anyway, in a different house good. now, but I'm in the process of building a new one, a huge one, much bigger than a my patio one. one. A huge one, a huge yard. Yeah, I'm I'm creating a giant cool. moon you, garden.
9: You you should document what you're doing, so that the rest of us can see how to do it. It's okay. like I have an old high school friend of mine who occasionally plays a song on Facebook, and I always message him and I'm like, "Thank you for teaching me that song." So teach <laughs> us how to do a moon garden. I will do I'm that. I'm sure that I'm sure that many of your fans would love to see that. You know, a little documentary. I mean, it doesn't have to be my much. My
1: fans, my fans, your listeners, mm-hmm. not my fans, your listeners. Yeah. All right, baby, tell everyone how they can find you again All
9: right, Facebook But um, actually I'm kind of sequestered So um, you probably won't even find me too much on Facebook Although I am reading some poems on Facebook Mostly old songs by Woody Guthrie and people like that So, um, and if you haven't heard them Tune in My name is John Kays, K-A-Y-S If you go to my Facebook page You can see me reading children's songs that are not appropriate for modern times from the reader's (laughs) digest by the way so you know just
1: just a hint nothing in the world would be awesomer than having you troll around on my page and finding something i've written and put it into a song make a song yeah we've
9: talked about that um yeah. Um, I actually I I tried a couple of years but um you you seem so much better. I mean I have to compare myself to the recordings you've already done which are you and you know, somebody with, with some ambient music behind you and they're very sexy and you know um I I can't compare to that. <laughs> well, go, look, go, look go look go look
1: at my posts. Go look at my posts and my in my albums for the poetry. Don't listen to the recordings is find something. That's my that's my that's my my birthday's in a couple weeks, so that's my birthday request. I know you well enough to ask.
9: Okay, you want me to actually put something you put into writing to music and then send it to you for your birthday. Come me? on,
1: John. I've been tagging along behind you as this little snot kid since I was like oh,
0: okay. knee high to a
1: grasshopper, <laughs> just like drooling over your music and your guitar slung over your back, and yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 I do yeah. want you to do
1: that. I've known you long. I can ask for that, but it doesn't have to I be. Just if you it. decide you to know? do that someday. You don't have to. Well, this
9: this was the whole idea behind why I did the work with uh, Debbie, but it does mean that um, if I look at a poem and then bring up some music, I may ask you to, um, you know, compromise with me about. No, lyrics. you.
1: If you find something, you change it however you want to change it to make to fit your image of what you see in that poem. I don't care what you change. I don't care what you mix up or rearrange or turn upside down or cut out or put in.
9: You still have to agree to it. You still Uh, have to agree to it.
1: I'll just be happy when it's done.
9: See, once I give
1: something to you, it's yours to to go wherever it takes you. So, you know, it's just like when. Go ahead.
9: Oh, I was just going to say, this is better homework than writing haikus.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, darling. I'm going to go ahead and get to the next two callers. You're going to try calling in next week.
9: Hi, you call me anytime you like. I'm unemployed, so I'm always available. (laughs) Peace be with you and peace be with all of your listeners. And, boy, I sure enjoyed the show tonight, so... Um, Oh, thank you. I love you all.
1: We love you, too. (laughs)
9: Go go talk to somebody else. (laughs) Bye, John. (laughs) Bye.
1: All right. So we are having issues with our lines. If you are trying to call in and you're getting that fast, busy signal, keep trying. Right now we have five lines coming into the studio is all. Those are emergency lines. So if you're trying to get in, just keep trying. I've had quite a few of you telling me you're getting that fast busy eh, 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 signal. It's not even a normal busy signal. It's like this weird, crazy busy signal with aliens. So if you're getting that, just keep trying to call in. I'm gonna go ahead and grab area code eight six three, and then we're gonna have five zero four. All right, eight six three. Are you with me?
3: Oh, um, yes. Hello, Nyla.
1: Hey, Noreen. How are you, sweetheart?
3: I'm doing okay.
1: It is good to hear from you. You sound really good.
3: Thank you, and then oh, I'm gonna tell you something. Not this last Saturday, but Saturday before that, I was out in the front porch getting ready for that. <clears throat> excuse me, getting ready for the um, do the Facebook live. And guess what flew in front of me? First what? time ever, a dragonfly. It was blue. uh-huh It was hovering over me the dragonfly was and I put my hand out with my palm down and it landed right there on my fingers and oh wow I was so excited and it should stayed there for a few seconds on my fingers
1: <laughs> and what did it make you think of
3: Gary. <laughs> uh-huh
1: that's all I'm going to say about that I will tell you the story about dragonflies later
3: okay, okay. and the
1: significance of dragonflies okay but that makes me happy and I bet you yes. smiled. I bet you were just happy.
3: Yes, yes. And I was turning all around following the the, the dragonfly, and then finally it just left. It <laughs> should did something like the butterfly did, except I think it, you know, it just, wow, it's just so neat.
1: <laughs> it was
3: awesome. First time a dragonfly ever did that to me.
1: That's very cool.
3: And now I look for it. I don't see it anymore. <laughs> To that one time, it was only one, but it was it was only that one dragonfly, only that one. That was so awesome.
1: It'll be back. So, what are you yes. going to read
3: tonight, sweetheart? Okay, um, of Gary's, um, I think it, he called it technical time. I know I haven't read this to you. He got he marked down. He read this on your show on January thirtieth. 2013 That's a long time ago <laughs> Okay It's called Technical Time 2013 te- 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 Technical Time
1: But he read it That's in it. 2013 Yes Yes. And so he wrote down the dates that he read his poems
3: Yes but sometimes That's he pretty did, awesome but now, Yes I keep forgetting to mine that way Like she did Okay, this is called technical time. Okay, um, pets are okay. Pets are losing out to computers. Computers are taking over instead. The animals need to complain. The parakeet, the teddy bear, the partner in bed are gone. Where's the cat pole? Where's the dog bone? Where's my friend? I need to feed. Extermination shall proceed. A computer is all I need. The end.
1: (coughs) (laughs) That was awesome. You feeling okay, babe?
3: Yes, I'm okay. All right. Okay. And then, um, okay, go ahead and read mine. Okay. Please. Okay. Um, Um, this poem called, I don't think I read it yet. It's called Take This Seriously. It's in the, um, Coronavirus social distancing um, anthology that Bill Peters put out. Okay, it's called Take This Seriously. Listen to me. This world is falling apart. Coronavirus is deadly. Stay away. Isolate yourself. Wash your hands, I repeat. Wash your hands. Take this seriously. It's spreading rapidly like a wildfire. Going on a rampage, out of control. No fun to be alone. Isolating yourself from others. Ain't it worth it? Yes. Oh, yes, it is. So let's be safe and sorry. Come on, folks. Take this deadly disease seriously. It's no joke. Stay inside. Stay away from others. Wash your hand, I repeat. Wash your hand. Excuse me. (laughs) <laughs> okay, and and most important of all, get right with God. Ask Jesus into your heart. Ask forgiveness of all your sins and cleanse all your sins with Jesus' precious blood before it's too late. Jesus is coming soon. We should, don't know when. Please, please take this seriously. The end.
1: I love that, and you said that was published in uh, in um, the, the cl- yes,
3: yes, yes,
1: really good message in that okay you know there's a piece that I'm working on about a friend of mine who's obsessive compulsive has obsessive compulsive disorder, and uh-huh. i' it's, I'm struggling with it because i don't this isn't the way I normally write, but i you know something yes. he said to me really stuck with me and It's like, you know, he said, this is the first time I've ever been able to go out in the public and feel Mm -hmm. normal. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm washing my hands, I'm washing my hands, I'm washing my hands. I won't touch you. I won't shake your hand. You know, all these things that because he's just, you know, terribly uh, germ obsessed. And and he said this is the first time that he's ever, he said it's like a freedom for him. Because it's the first time he's ever gone out and his, the things he does. Do not stick out. And yes. I, I never even thought about that. The you Wow. Know, what that would be like to all of a sudden be in a society where, you know, your label all of a sudden became normal. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'm not feel self-conscious and not feel, so yeah. Uh-huh. All right, my uh-huh. darling. Fantastic hey. read on both of those tonight.
3: Okay, thank you. Okay. Uh, and oh and you can find um G- uh, gary on on facebook dot com you can find him on ReverbNation.com, dot com um dot com and you and you can um and you can find him on okay on our website we we both on our website our official website is um gary and noreen snyder dot dot com front front slash a poetry and then you can find our books on amazon um the uh, the aura of truth um reflections of our inner beings and and uh, um two hearts in one and, awesome and, okay and then you can find me in um um on facebook.com ReverbNation.com, um com and and um I already said Reverb Nation. Oh, and you can find us on um, here on um, every Saturday night um, on Facebook, doing Facebook Live on the in the Poetry Club. And now you can also find me here on Thursday night, and then you can find me, um, hear, hear my um, recording of my poetry um, at Honey's uh, new show on, on Wednesday night if you missed a launch last night. You get, she'll do it again Friday at four o'clock in the afternoon, and you can hear it again. And one of my poems has been recorded on there. It's pre-recorded.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Then,
3: yes, it is. And then she sent me a message, wanted me to be wanted, um wanted me to do it, be a feat, be me a featured poet. I'll let you all know when I hear more information. Be a featured poet on her her other show, um, called Hanging Out with Honey. On um, talk Shoe. That'll be June second. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, make the sure that Wednesday... you
1: make sure that you get that link on the page when that's going on, so everyone can run over.
3: Okay. Okay. And oh, and then um next Wednesday she's gonna have another one of my poems too, besides other poets too, will be recording. And she, and she's still looking for other poets. Anybody who wants to do that, you Re- had to be recorded record your poetry, but you had to put your let them know who you are when you recite it. Oh, that's cool. Yes. I'm going to find out if, you let, uh, if I can do Gary's, you know, put Gary's up there with his voice.
1: That would be good. That would be awesome. Yes,
3: yes, I was thinking about that because I, I would love to hear that. <laughs> yeah. And oh, then we're also googlybowl
1: and googiglybowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you make me so happy.
3: Oh, Noreen, I want
1: to thank you so much, sweetheart, for calling in, for sharing your pieces with mm-hmm. us, for sharing Gary with us, and also for being one of the sponsors for the show. We just appreciate you and love you so much.
3: Good. Oh, thank you, and we love y'all too, and appreciate you too. And thank you for letting us come on here.
1: You're very welcome. And we will uh, talk to you next. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: Yes. Yes. We'll talk to you um, next week. Oh, I want to thank all the sponsors for sponsoring the show. For, so I suppose have a venue and and Nina, I want to thank you and um, Michael Quig and um, Christopher Ryan and, um, Okay, that's it. Being uh, the, 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 the <laughs> sorry, being the host, for, 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 so we we have uh, we have, poets have a venue for our poetry. Okay, thank you.
1: Well, we appreciate you. You are welcome, honey. We appreciate you okay. and thank you for everything.
3: Okay, you're welcome, and and thank you too.
1: Mm-hmm. You're very welcome. Very we'll good. talk to you next week, love.
3: Yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: All right, sweetie. Okay. I'm trying to talk and chew gum at the same time. It doesn't work real well. Trying to type to the text. All right. Let's go ahead and grab. I want to let area code 919 know that you are not in the lineup. So, 919, if you are trying to get on, just press 1. That will let me know it's okay to unmute you. Then go ahead and grab area code 504. 504, you're on the air.
10: Hey, sweetie.
1: Hi, hon. How are you doing?
10: Oh, Lord. So blessed. I feel guilty, you know.
1: You know, I think about you all the time, and I get worried when I don't hear from you. That's why every once in a while you'll see these random things on your page saying, "Hey, thinking about you. Hey, hope you guys are doing okay. Uh, hey, miss oh. you." It's because I, I get I get worried. I worry about my my friends and my loves out there in the world.
10: You' are so Isn't sweet. Um, you know, we are we are just couldn't ask. We never want. And um, and I tell you what, like I, I'm so blessed. I feel guilty. You know. But uh, I ain't admitting the shit, though. But um, I'm going to tell you this. Um, you, you just got to know you said you had a friend that's OCD. And, you know, I used to be OCD. And then I wrote this poem, Denial, and it, it healed me. I go over it, like, as soon as I log on and before I log off every day. And, you know, it keeps me. I don't know healed I guess <laughs> I might do it in the middle a couple of times too <laughs> no, i was i was you we that's what happens we get o c d we get we get um in our little world you know and and it gets sometimes it gets it gets closed off and we do what we can do and uh we you know if you like me. I got always I'm like um who was it? Was it George that was saying he thought he'd have all this time to write and and you know now he feels like he's you know not getting nothing done and, and I feel like that more pretty much every day, even though I work as long as I can sit, you know, and um and I'm learning so much. And um hopefully it's coming to a good place.
0: <laughs> mhm.
10: And so um two, uh I've been kinda um throwing the, the offhand moments when um you know, when I'm not looking at something to um to looking at your birthday your birthday piece, which you had asked me to write one time about when I say, you know, Oh, I'm uh I'm sending angels, you gotta watch that little fat one, you know. Um so I'm writing that I should have it ready for your birthday hopefully. <laughs> and um it will it will be. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it I'm gonna get it done. I'm gonna get it done. And um you know, we live in the, we live in, in all of this and even when you think you set up to get through all of this because you know, having to learn how to live, you know, um crippled with you know, um, looking at I'm not sick, <laughs> so and and then you think you got a good head start on what's going on now, and then you still can feel just closed in. You <laughs> ain't that much change for us, but you mm-hmm. know the, the world gives off, you know, their stuff. <laughs> getting your feelings out, you know, you can uh,
1: <laughs> your feelings out.
10: <laughs> yeah, you know it kind of you you it closes you in, you know. You go, "Oh, man. I just I was having plans and now I'm, I think a lot of people had plans." So, and um I wish I had neighbors like you and uh and it's good <laughs> to hear everybody everybody tonight um I have been listening. I cannot get into the chat room never no more. I just decide I'll let you have a lesson here a, a little message telling you hey, stop yes, by. Um and I listen, but I can't it ain't I can't chat so but it's good to see a lot of people are writing again, Jimmy Ray's writing again. My maestro. Know. you know, and people are turning it out and that's a beautiful thing and I have I got so much to catch up on and I still don't don't have a lot of time to, to catch up because I'm trying to get this book out, and then I got some recording to do. and You you ever been and worked on something? I guess it's like that with writers. You know, we work on something, and the longer we work on it, the more we realize how much we didn't know. And every time you go through it, you find a mistake. Dang, I knew I had this, and look at this. As if you know what I mean. So <laughs> that was exactly what happened with this form tonight. I was gonna read for you. I, I said, you know what? She looks like she don't have a lot. Let me call just to see, and because uh, I was listening and, and looking at the same damn story over and over again. But anyway, I decided I would I would call her and read the form, and I was like,
6: damn! Look at that
10: right there. How did you not catch this? I know you went over this,
0: <laughs>
10: so I did it. I I hope I fix it. You know me. It, I'll be changing it,
5: every time I read it. So
10: okay, um, I'm writing a few poems. I'm not gonna tell you, um, you know, because I never really know what I'm doing. So, but I have go. I have uh, like little notes postums that say on uh, OneNote, and uh, so they had this list that came out a while back of. Ten terms in other languages about love, there are ten words or phrases in other languages that that are said as words that we don't have any words in English to 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 name this particular situation. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna write a series of poems, one for each one of these words. And two of the the first two poems in that line are um are mentioned in my in my my novel uh several times because of what they what they uh entail and so the, the the first two are in French because those are the closest to me so um I'll just go ahead on and i'm just gonna give you the name and then then I'll read the poem and then you know y'all if y'all y'all look y'all can see what is unless you you just want anyway okay here we go this one's called La douleur esquisse A pinch of heart, soul-stayed, tailing down Gissel's spine, marrow galaxies of sky soft squeeze, colliding wrecks of yearn at wonder. So solemn, solar plexus leaves barren belly-bottom. There, Nova gleams, gleaming, torch beams, trailed over innuendo to romances. Yes, and I'm ever there for you. My chest and shoulders warm a respite for your cheek. Hum a comfortably numb medley. Forsaken ache for fair tail threads. Fading in firefly ballets. And place the hero I've been saving in wards on warps and wefts. Of cashmere looms to a robe of plushish prowess. Swaddled warm, cuddled egress. Coddled beyond rain chill Judgment, risk, press, or failure But free-range rapture raps For casting drifts Where sweet talk takes us I am there, my darling Arwen I am there In poem
1: I am there That was beautiful. I have missed you. I have missed you. I have missed you a thousand times. I have missed you oh well i'm I'm hanging around every
10: day. I'm just like in the shadows. You don't know um you know, I'm like dust on the on the wall that's that's me. when you lean your arms back, <laughs> that's me that gives you that hug right there. That's me
1: <laughs> I I'm am glad you know which... it's true. <laughs>
10: Cause I want to find out what neighbor's sending your honey and and watermelon wine, watermelon wine. That's a song right there. Mm-hmm.
1: Watermelon oh, yes. wine. And, yeah, and
10: a jar of and good, a bottle of
1: honey, honey mead.
10: Oh, I love mead. I thought it was just honey.
1: No oh, honey I mead. I a
10: friend that made honey mead. mead. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm. You know why they put that in Valhalla cuz I love me some mead. Ice cold. Oh my god, that's a beautiful thing in the world.
4: <laughs>
10: <laughs> yeah. You know, we get to, nowadays we get mead and plumbing. So, you know, yay for us. Cuz in old Beowulf days they had mead, but it was nasty.
1: It was <laughs> nasty. That's funny. All right, my darling. <laughs> Please do me a favor
10: and tell everyone how to find you. You know, I wish, just like I'm not, I don't keep my head out a lot. I'm like a turtle, you know, now stick my nose up every so often. But if you want to know, I'm on Facebook, uh, Dwayne Saramay, Moon Cookie, anything with Moon Cookie, you can find me there. And um, I haven't really posted much and nothing. Um, Just trying to work and and, uh, keep up with with y'all beautiful work. And um when when I got something worthwhile I I'll put it out. I've been trying to learn how to do um you know, um like text in in to make videos um with, with nice pictures and I'm just in the baby stages of that. Trying to post a little on Instagram. Um I really I really am learning it. Or by YouTube, you know, and and by I don't, I need to get a teacher, but um, but anyway, so you can find me there if you're gonna if you're looking for me. Pretty much everything will will run through Facebook for now. So, um, like I said, Dwayne Romain, Moon Cookie, y'all go look for my my maestro, Jimmy Ray Davis, uh, Lance Chevron Cutter, Murdoch, you know. Every everybody, it's good to hear Glenn, and, and God bless everybody. And it's good that the that the old crows are coming back to murder again, huh?
0: <laughs> I like
10: that. It's a good time. It's a good time for internet poetry, huh? We might yes, get indeed. Cassandra back next. <laughs> get...
2: Oh, I know, right? <laughs>
0: oh my God,
10: uh, I miss yes, her. indeed. I gotta write her. <laughs> All
0: right.
10: All right, I love you, my baby, and you have a great night, and you've made my whole night tonight because I, um, I was wondering my, why my glasses kept getting so greasy for no good reason, and it makes it hard to write. So um, you have ai am going to go wash my glasses, and you have a great night.
1: You too, baby. We'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. All
10: right. all right, God bless. Speak easy. Love y'all each one all by yourself. Bye-bye.
1: <laughs> Bye, Moon Cookie. I love the way he always makes that personal. I love you each one by yourselves. I just love that man. I cannot even tell you. All right, our next caller. Area code nine one nine nine one nine. You're on the air, Granville. Do you have us on speakerphone, my darling? Because you are cutting out really bad. I can hardly hear you.
3: Hello, hello, hello.
1: There you hey. are. Hi. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to see you for a second. All right.
0: <laughs> uh,
11: that was that was uh, Actually I had said in the background I don't know if you heard it so,
1: yeah. Okay, okay, I gotcha Welcome, yeah. hello Granville
11: Hello, how are you doing my dear How are you doing
1: I'm doing absolutely wonderful, it is awesome to hear from you
11: That's Excellent to hear from you too my dear I was You know, I, I was here thinking what poem should I perform? And you know what? I couldn't come up with nothing. I couldn't come up no. with anything. And, you know, it, it, you okay, know, it's like if I'm going to perform to a performance, and let's say I'm going to perform three poems. Before I get to the performance venue, I have to have... Three poems put aside that really to really, you know that, that that I know I'm gonna perform i might I might put all six and have three standby, you know because mm-hmm. because when I get to the venue and I get up on the stage, I can't remember a damn poem <laughs> <laughs> I can't, and it, it's it's kind of like wow. I have so many poems. But when I get up on the stage, I can't remember one until I was I was thinking hard oh, today. That's why I went for the CD. I said, "Let me put you in a CD because because of the pandemic, I haven't been practicing, I haven't been performing much. So you know, um, and you know, when I perform, I recite. So so I have to perform often to to maintain the memory. You know. Mhm. Anyway. So as put putty in the city then I say,
0: you know what, damn.
11: Stay motivated, it's a poem for for now, it's a good poem for now. And and as put putty in the city and I start to hear the poems them, I'm thinking like, ooh, I don't have a damn problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
11: don't have a problem because I can I can perform. I have much poem to perform if need be. I just have to recollect. Anyway, Naila, I'm going to do this poem for you and for the uh, audiences out there in this time of pandemic and critical things happening, people dying. It's a morbid time. So I'm going to do this poem for the audience so they can know. to stay motivated. May I continue? What, what's that going on what's that going on in the back there? I hear some noise.
1: I am not sure.
11: Oh you know what? I think it's me. I've I've been walking around. Let me stop walking around.
1: <laughs> okay.
11: <laughs> okay. Stay motivated.
0: It is good to
11: rise. With the morning sun To make haste While the sun shines You don't want To be burning daylight You got to stay motivated You got to stay motivated Do not sleep too long For a little sleep And a little slumber and upon you poverty will come like an armed man. So you have got to stay motivated. You have got to stay motivated. Do not rest upon your laurels. Stay clear of complacency as the enemy is always at the gate. Keep the vigil and be vigilant and stay motivated. Stay motivated for he who has the watch must keep the lookout. Stay on task Stay the course. Sorrow might endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. So you have got to stay motivated. You have got to stay motivated. Ah. I'm forgetting the damn poem. (laughs) You have got to stay motivated. They told us that day was night, and that night was day. Said our stomachs was full when we were hungry, and when we were thirsty, they gave us baskets to go fetch Water, so we have got to stay motivated. We have got to stay motivated, Nyla. You stay motivated. I'm coming out of North Carolina and we stay motivated. Way County, motivated. Durham, we stay. Motivated. Greensboro, we stay motivated. And those up north, they stay motivated. And those down south, they stay motivated. And those in the east, they stay motivated. And those in the west, they stay motivated. Stay motivated, people. Stay motivated in this time of COVID-19. Stay motivated. Thank you, Naila. <laughs> thank you.
1: You're very, very welcome, sweetheart. Are you going to read a second one?
11: I will. I will. I will. I will.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to you. do,
11: I'm going to do, I'm going to do, uh, which one I'm going to do? We you to do the one from last week, uh, Beyond the Wave?
1: That is up to you. There's people here this week that didn't hear it last week, so you read what you want.
11: That's what I was thinking, too. That's what I was thinking. Somebody missed it. Uh, And it's a nice poem, and, and it's very befitting for this time. So, this poem is called Beyond the Grave. The thought of my death... Is an insult to me I am above this cannot be my fate it is beneath me I would remonstrate the indignity divinity does not become this rigor mortis and I should never be acquainted. The rigid fool, I am befuddled. It disturbs me that I should have an end. Mortality, I am above it. The grave cannot contain me it's a sham a farce, a transition a temporary thing and it shall pass for we are more than this we are more than this thank you thank you very much
1: You are very welcome. That was awesome, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you.
11: Yes, my name is Granville John Hedwinton. You can find me on on Facebook and check out my page. You have my phone number on top there. You need to hire me. You can call me. I can perform for you for at least an hour. And you can find me on Instagram. Check out my work. I post every day, uplifting stuff. Send me a friend request, and and make comments and tell me what you like and uh, what you don't like. I'm open to criticism. That is how I grow, and you know, and move forward. I love criticism. Criticism is just an word for conversation. Say something. So just say something, you know. I reply, I'm a talker, as most people are. And thank you for listening to me and continue listening to Nyla every Thursday night. I've been doing this for now almost three, four years with Nyla, and I need to do it more, Nyla. I need to practice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are glad that this is a good place for us all to hang out while all this is going on because we don't have to. You know, be shut off from. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, from yeah, those, yeah, yeah. From the From our creative side, I guess.
0: Yeah,
11: and and you're right because you know this is what we do all the time. Do Do you mind if we give you one more poem?
1: Um, if you have time. Let me see. Go ahead. This
11: poem is called Knowledge. I have loved knowledge all of my life. I've followed her, quoted her, wooed her, loved her from a distance, up close and personal. Ever the focus of my gaze, I loved or cherished none more. And this morning as I awaken, opened my eyes and there she laid beside me, my lover. Soundly asleep she lays and i am comforted wisdom stands god at my doors and acknowledges my rising with understanding round and about ever present the glory of god my benefactor and strength of my life. The morning favors me, for there are no strange bedfellows here. As love is in the ear, we frolic and play under the auspices of the Almighty God himself. And there be no higher power. Thank you very much, Naila. Thank you for having me.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Our pleasure. Thank you so much, Han, for being here tonight.
11: You're very welcome, my dear. You're very welcome.
1: Appreciate you. you. All right, then we'll talk to you next week, okay?
11: Yes, my dear. God bless us with life. God bless us with life. God will. God will. Have a good night, my dear. Blessed love. You too,
1: hon. <laughs> bye bye, sweetheart. All right, everyone. You have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe open mic poetry show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank everyone for being here. We will be back here next week. So cannot wait to see what you've been up to. What stories you have to share, what inspiration you have. I said that I was going to end this show tonight with a piece because we played the one by FPC where they used part of my poem and and turned it into a song. And I said I was going to close the show with a piece that my insurance agent wrote. I d had no clue he I I posted the show one night and he uh he thought well what's, what's Nyla doing and tuned in and listened to you guys read and got so inspired he had the studio set up in his garage, with, you know, the secret life of insurance and salesmen that you know nothing about. And he sent me a, a email the next day saying, hey, I tuned into your show last night, and everybody was really great, and I was inspired. I don't write, but I was inspired to create this music after listening. And so I want to play that for you because, you know, like I always tell you, you may not know who's listening. You may not know who needs to hear what you have to uh, you know have to say or is going to be inspired by something that you write and so here's my out of the blue insurance card insurance guy emailing me say hey your poets were great they inspired me to write this song so this is michael bredemis with a piece called my own divide i'm going to close the show with this appreciate you guys for being here we will talk to you next week good night everybody.